nail salon. What? I'm at the grocery store. What? I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Groceries through Instacart delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. giant pile of stupidity. Looks like you found Common Man and T-Bone. Big husky kids. Alright, let's move on, shall we? You want to move off the toenail coverage I mean, after you, you, an hour? I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> we got an hour out of a toenail! Marconi, take that and shove it up your noodle. Produced by Panama Ted. Too hot! And a plethora of sounds that make no sense. Hand me a stick of bubble gum. Or what? Cracks and gaps. Re-racket. Time to penetrate your ear hole. This is Man and Bone. (laughs) Happy Monday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. Oh, we got a show today. (laughs) We got a show. We got a show. Lots of stuff in the show. It is uh, Yikes Monday. Mm -hmm. Yikes has been moved back to 534. That's right. Adjust your lives. Plan accordingly. For yikes. Or don't. Uh, Here's how it works on Mondays. 3 o'clock hour, lots of Buckeye conversation, college football. 4 o'clock hour, Bengals, NFL things like that. Five o'clock hour, a little mix of everything. Love it. This is all subject to change. Yep. That's uh, that's the goal is to not stick to the plan. Yeah. 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 We'll see how we do. Yeah. Uh, Buckeyes beat Maryland. Hey. 37 to 17. Speaking of things not going according to plan. I, I'm actually very pleased. You're um, pleased? Well, yeah. I mean, we, we got oh. an undefeated football team and oh, covered, okay. covered the spread. <laughs> on Saturday, which is covered what, the spread, what we wanted them to do. Hey, know, best Mar- thing, Maryland, very good team coming in here. Best thing about being five and zero, Mike. Opportunity to go six and zero. That's right. That's right. I well, think you know that what? there was some nice strides taken mm-hmm. on Saturday. That's uh, yeah. What yeah. were those? What were the strides that you saw? Well, I mean, you know, obviously you you, you covered the spread. Hey, that's a that's a stride. You, you did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you scored some points in the second half there. Yeah, you did that. Sure. Uh, defense forced some turnovers. No, that was good. You I know, actually they, do feel like the defense has taken some strides. I, I do. You know, I'm I'm sorry that you're going to be negative about this. I'm not <laughs> going to join you in that. I w- I would like to point out how I, just, I, I think I, it's, I enjoy this because people don't get they're not privy to the pre-show no, discussion. No, no, no. I, I would like to point out that I I do think it's interesting when guys like Joel Klatt and Urban can be as negative as they want during the broadcast. Oh, you right? mean like how fans, when we watch this game at halftime and we're looking at a 10-10 ball game where the only touchdown the Buckeyes scored was a defensive touchdown and saying, you know, that's great for the defense, but offensively, this team looks a little challenged against Maryland's defense. No, that's when, no good. When, when Klatt's doing the game and he's sitting there saying, I don't know what the hell's going on and this offensive line's getting blown off the line of scrimmage and Urban at the desk at the half before he had his angry meme. You know, just scowling mm-hmm. on the sideline, looking like he wanted a headset, right. saying they're going to lose this game if they don't improve themselves at the line of scrimmage. What the hell's Kyle McCord doing? I heard Joel Klatt essentially say that five times during the first half. Yeah. What is going on with this offense? See, now if you and I would say that, 
we would just be the irrational, angry Buckeye fan that doesn't appreciate an undefeated football team. Right? We would just be spoiled brats. But the experts can say it. And all of a sudden, that's okay. Mike, because they look at film. They watch film. Yeah, we don't don't watch any film. No. We we don't know anything. Also, we... (laughs) We don't need film to see that guys are getting open and they're not getting thrown to. We don't need a we don't need film necessarily. I mean the, the film is the live game footage I'm watching the same as Joel Clatt is, where I'm saying, huh, they keep running to the boundary these like plays that look like they're designed to go to the wide side of the field, but we're running them right towards the sideline on the near side of the field. Why do we do that and then get shocked that they don't work out? Why is this offense trying to become a tougher than nails? run it down your throat offense when you've got Marvin Harrison Jr. And you don't need to do that. You've got supposedly the best wide receiver room in America. Although I hear Washington has something to say about that. I hear LSU has something to say about that. I hear lots of other schools have something to say about that. We would never know because the way this offense gets called half the time, it's like we're playing with the little sisters of the poor. And we got to figure out how to get this little tiny team that could over the hump against the big boys when actually this team is the big boy. This team is the one with all the high-powered weaponry, and we're just sitting there plugging along. I am, you know, you look at the raw numbers, and I'm sure that Joel Klatt on his podcast today is saying, oh, Kyle McCord, he really took the reins in that second half. 320 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. You know, that first half was a little shaky, but then he showed some growth. Did he? Or... Was Marvin Harrison Jr. just waiting on a ball at midfield like he was catching a punt? Oh, my gosh. I mean, these balls were woefully late and underthrown. Gus Johnson's on the broadcast saying, a strike from Cobb. A strike. (laughs) What are you talking about? Strike. (laughs) They're waiting for the ball. Marvin Harrison almost fair caught it. Yeah. Did you ever see Rookie of the Year, that movie with the uh, Henry Rowan Gardner who breaks his arm and pitch for the Cubs all of a sudden and then his arm heals midway through the movie and suddenly he can't pitch anymore? And they win the game at the end of that movie. Spoiler alert, it's 30 years old. He floats the ball, like throws almost like an overhand softball pitch, more or less. And of course, in the climactic scene, the guy strikes out because he can't hit this ball that's going 30 miles the, an hour. The Ethos pitch. The Ethos pitch, yeah, exactly. That is what that throw to Marvin Harrison Jr. If that's a strike, yes, technically it's a strike by the definition of strike, I guess, because it hit its target, but it did so in a way that was mind-bogglingly bad. I will give this, though, to Kyle McCord. What? I don't think it's all on him. No, I, I know it's not all on it's, him. No, I'm saying offensive line, terrible. Terrible offensive line when it comes to pass blocking. Play calling makes no sense to me. Like I have said the last two years after the Michigan game, and you've said it too, where we go, gosh, why is Ryan Day trying to pound the ball against Michigan? That's what they like to do. Why are we not taking advantage of the fact that we've got a Ferrari to their dump truck? And instead, we look at Maryland and go, yeah, they got like a like a nice like Fiat. That's cool. Those are fast occasionally, I guess, before they catch on fire. But they always catch on fire. You're in the Ferrari. Just blow past them and ignore the fact that they're going to implode at some point because they're Maryland. They've got some good dudes. They've got some great players. Talia Tonga-Vailoa, good player. Not a great player. Small, Im- small tiny, good mang. Right. So don't be worried about this and actually make some calls with your offense and say, you know what? We think we could throw the ball down the field. And these guys, let's do it. Let's get Marvin Harrison Jr. some time. Now, eventually that did happen. I don't know why it takes so long for that to happen. It's not. It's not just necessarily that the balls are underthrown. And I know that Kyle McCord can make these throws. We've seen him. 
make these throws. You don't become a five-star quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks in your class, with a noodle for an arm. I know he doesn't have a weak arm. He's just, he's late on these reads. That's the problem. And we can keep talking about, oh, Kyle McCord is a young guy. He's learning. This is his third year in this offense. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's, that he times. Should, he shouldn't be yeah. late on these reads. That's the problem. Yes, there's offensive line issues. Yes, there's Travion Henderson didn't play. And I, by the way, I also, what? I don't understand this quote from Ryan Day after the game. Yeah, Travion could have played if we needed him to. Well, you almost did. But, huh? I mean, you did what? need him to. You- <laughs> he can, he's either healthy enough to play or he's not. Well, what, I what know. are we doing here? You are know we taking, what it is. like, load management days? They're worried about with him because last year he had injury issues he battled all year long what he's saying is if it's michigan game fourth quarter and all of our other running backs are hurt we need somebody to get out there he could go out there and run and we think possibly be effective but we don't want to risk that for maryland we want him to get healthy for the you know again you got the road trip to purdue which should not be a problem but don't look back on road trips to purdue now and see other times where it should not have been a problem and it was you got that coming up you got penn state coming up Let's get him healthy. If that's the idea, fine. But I, I'm with you. I don't understand. He was. He could have gone. Well, no, he was. He didn't. He was hurt enough that you thought it'd be better. He wasn't ready to go. That's why you didn't play him. And that's all you say. That's all you have to say. He was right. out. He wasn't ready to go. And if that means because we think if we played him, he could have worsened some things that are going on for him, or he wouldn't have gotten healed up the way we need him to for the next few weeks, then then he's not ready to go. But these, these guys always get upset when we look at games like this and we project and we say, well, what does this mean against a better team? They always get upset. Why do you treat these like preseason games? We went out there and we got the win. Well, that's because it's mixed messaging coming from you. You saying, Travion Henderson, hey, he's good enough to go, but not today. You're treating this like a preseason game. Absolutely right. All right? You're obviously holding back and waiting for the big-time opponents. So why is it inappropriate for us as fans to also look forward to bigger games and say, if you do this, you will, it will be bad yeah. two weeks down the road. Yeah. Why is that inappropriate? I, dude, you got me, man. Here's what I don't understand, too. Um, I mean... You are looking at a team that threw the ball 29 times in this game. That's that's They didn't have to throw it more, obviously, to, by the end of the game, right? That's not what I'm complaining about. I'm saying early on in this game, they ran the ball more times than they threw it, largely because in this game, that's what they had. They, they, they were starting off trying to establish the run for some reason. They're running these weird stretch plays that make no sense to me. Some of the times that we are passing were... We're trying to do this weird thing where it's like, let's stretch to the boundary and try to get some guys out there in space to make a guy. No, you can throw the ball 30 yards down the field to Marvin Harrison Jr. And he's going to go up and nine times out of 10, make a play on that ball. And he, or he's going to get a flag called on the defender because the defender can do nothing to stop him. I'm just saying, why are we not taking advantage of the fact that when you throw it to Cade Stover, he goes for like 20 yards almost every time. Cade Stover is open on every play. Right. Every play. I'm not just trying to make this about Marvin Harrison Jr., though he's great, but you've got Cade Stover. You've got, well, until he got hurt, you've got Emeka Abuka out there. You've got Julian Fleming. You've got Carnell Tate's supposed to be this all-world recruit. Like, you've got guys. If Kyle McCord's this five-star dude, stop protecting him from his... Let him make some mistakes. Let him throw a couple picks. Let him... Let him get down and figure it out against Maryland because he's going to get down in bigger games. And I know some people believe he he fixed all that by beating Notre Dame. Never mind the fact that 
You're converting third and fourth down opportunities where they were long yardage opportunities because your offense largely wasn't working in that game either. We are now looking at week after week against decent opponents. Not good. Did you see Notre Dame this weekend? Not good. But they are decent opponents, and your offense is struggling to move the football. Now you're struggling at home against Maryland to do that. I'm just saying we can ignore the fact that this team is struggling and just be like, ah, wins a win, who cares? Or we can look at it and say, this offense is not flowing the way it should. Is that because Kyle McCord is bad? I don't necessarily think that. But Ryan Day seems to, because Ryan Day doesn't seem to run the offense that he wants to run. Unless I'm mistaken on what Ryan Day wants to do. So well, you tell he, me, you know Ryan what? Day. Maybe this is what he wants to do. Well, then that's stupid. He's constantly talking about balance, balance. We need balance. We need balance. Okay. But if your strength is one particular thing, and like you said, you can have Marvin Harrison running wide open right. down the field on most plays. Why wouldn't you take advantage of that? It makes no sense to me. Mm. There's something else that makes no sense to me. I need you to explain it to me coming up next. Yeah. Plus, new polls are out. Colin Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns Backers. Just looking out for a little bit of stop and go traffic in the area right now. 670 eastbound between Neal Avenue and I-71. Could stay down maybe four or five minutes through that area. This report sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. Invisible Fence brand is more than a fence. They offer what no other pet containment company can. Patented technology combined with hands-on training to ensure protection for your pet while allowing them to enjoy more of their yard. Visit InvisibleFence.com today to learn more about what sets them apart. I'm Adam Zellick for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. And attention, please flip your listening device to the stupid setting. Thank you. You're listening to Man and Bone. Oh, this show is stupid. You know it. And you know what? Sometimes it's not you and me. <laughs> no. There's other elements of this show. I get actually jealous when we're not the only ones being stupid on the show. But sometimes Don't worry. it's out we'll of our control. Yeah. Uh, yikes. At 534, Buckeyes beat Maryland 37 to 17. Uh, new polls are out. AP poll. Georgia stays at one. Michigan stays at two. Buckeyes up a spot to number three. Florida State up a spot to four. Oklahoma is up seven spots after their victory yeah, against Texas. As they should be. That's number five. Penn State stays at six. Washington seven. Oregon eight. Texas is down six spots to nine. And USC is down a spot to ten. Uh, other Big Ten teams non-existent yeah, in the top yeah, 25. The, the three of them are in the top six and that's, that's all she wrote for that. Will you explain something to me? As we, yeah, as my we best. continue to try and figure out this offensive line, try and figure out why you're losing battles at the line of scrimmage against undersized squads, and try and figure out why this Buckeye offense has problems in short-yarded situations. Why? And you know what? I saw this yesterday in the Bengal game. It's not exclusive to college football. The Bengals did this on fourth and goal to one. Why you're running the ball out of the gun? It makes <laughs> no sense to me on short yard situ- short yardage situations. When you're running the ball out of the gun, you've got your running back automatically flat-footed when he gets the football. Okay, yeah, right. their natural reaction is to look for a hole and start to dance. Where if you are not out of the gun, you've got that running back naturally running ahead as he gets the football and is more likely to just hit that hole and fall forward for a yard. 
Yeah. Why? Yeah. Explain it to me. Dude, I, I wish I could tell you. And, you know, that's the thing that, to go to the NFL for a second, like Nick Chubb, when he would be able to run the football, obviously now he's hurt, he's out for the year, but guys like him are fun to watch for me because when they get the ball and they know the task at hand, which is we need to get that extra yard right here, he hits the hole as hard as anyone. Christian McCaffrey. Yes. Hits that Punishes you. Oh, my God. Punishes you. He's Christian McCaffrey. But you know what? We're like, oh, if you have Christian McCaffrey, it's no problem. Well, you know what? If you have Mayan Williams against Maryland, it's also no problem. (laughs) He had one of those runs. Right. Where they're on the broadcast, Joe Klatt's like, oh, my God. Where is this guy from? Oh, I don't know. Maybe all last year. We right. saw this guy run hard, like tough, hard runs, and now he barely gets a look. Yeah, this is the thing that, again, I don't mean to keep harping on this toughness thing that Ryan did, but Ryan Day is the one calling He's out the one 85 who on it. coaches and screaming at him after they barely won a game against Notre Dame, who uh, turns out ain't that good after all. But in either case... Well, they were good. Oh, back until, then they were good. Until we, we just destroyed we their will. Up. We roughed them up. Yes. And then, then, then they've had them. two weeks and then Louisville sucking their Louisville. thumb. Anyway, should have lost last week too. Yeah. Anyway, what I'm saying is if we're going to preach toughness and talk about that, like assuming he's been healthy, maybe he's not been, but if Mayan Williams is healthy, why is he not getting 20 attempts, you know, or 10 attempts or something? I don't know. He got six carries. And, and again, maybe the running game wasn't really working because your offensive line isn't fully where it should be. That's all well and good. But I don't understand how offensively, if you have the weapons that this team does, and Kyle McCord is the guy that he he shows flashes of being, right? But it takes him a while to get going in these games, I feel like, because we're running this weird start of the game offense that doesn't really look like what it does at the end of the game offense because we're calling different things, or I don't know, maybe he's just not seeing the field as well. In either case, why not have Marvin Harrison Jr.? If you're not going to throw to him anyway in the first quarter, why not him just run it, have him running go routes every single time so that eventually, like that's the first check. You get the ball, you look up, did he beat his corner off the line? No. Oh, they've doubled him. Oh, they're tripling him. Oh, everybody's rolling over there. Cool. Now you don't have to look at him anymore. Give him a little head nod and then throw it to anyone underneath who's open. And then after that starts getting effective and you start getting yards down the field, then you pound it with guys like My- Mayan Williams who can just... Tell him, like, this play is going to you. We're not doing any read option. We're not doing anything. We're just giving you the ball, and you're going to go get three yards and make them and we're, pay. we're not snapping it out of the gun. No. Either. We're going to show that we can do this any different look. You, we're you gonna get, get your, your different head looks. start, and you just bowl right into people. And naturally, you're going to fall forward for a yard because you're that damn big. Again, if you're concerned about toughness, that would seem to be the thing with Mayan Williams. Have him give him some more chances to do that. Not that chip training is bad. It's just... This offensive line is not playing as tough as you need to, so you need someone who can punish you at the line of scrimmage when he runs the football. And I feel like Mayan Williams has been that guy more often in his career than anybody else they've got there. Teddy, did we get any calls from Joel Klatt in this segment? Are we allowed to say any of these things? I have not heard from him. Because I know he's allowed to say them during the broadcast, but afterwards when we say them, then we're just spoiled brat Buckeye fans. One thing on Klatt, because I had a few people when that all came down a few weeks ago where he was like, you know, Ryan Day's in a no-win situation, blah, blah, blah. A couple of people said, you guys are misreading that. He is saying the media piles on, like they expect, they don't give Ohio State enough credit when Ohio State does what it's supposed to. They go, oh yeah, they're Ohio State, they're supposed to. But when they have any cracks or miss, you know, quarters that just misfire or whatever, then suddenly everyone jumps on them. is like, Ohio State sucks. They're no good. And he's talking about the national media doing that. 
And my response to that is, yes, but Joel Klatt is part of the national media, and he does the same damn thing. So I don't know what the rant was about when Joel Klatt is like, you know what, I'm not going to do that because I don't think that's fair. Ohio State, if, if that's your position, that everyone's too tough on Ohio State, then when you're calling these games, don't be so tough on him. But he does the same thing he's, he's we all lightened. do. He's broadcaster man <laughs> who does the game, but then he also wants to have hot takes on his podcast. That's right. And he also wants all these guys to like him. Yeah, it's kind of a tough, weird spot to be in there. Can't do all that at the same time. Well, I mean, you can if you don't just give a crap. I guess. Yeah, you know, you're but right. The problem is he gives a crap. He wants to walk into the Woody and have everybody like him over there. Right. Well, and you know what? We'll talk about all oh, the Buckeyes do what they're supposed to do. Did they do what they were supposed to do the last two seasons, the end of the season? No. Okay. I, th- I think there'd be a little bit more grace and leeway if we didn't have to go on the road and face a team that we haven't beaten in two years. Right? Right. I mean, that's what we're looking at here. You know, Ryan Day pretty much called that game on Saturday like he was getting ready for something. He called that game. Travion Henderson not playing in that game. Why? Because he's getting ready for something. Well, we as fans are getting ready for something, too. We've got Penn State circled on the schedule. We've got Michigan circled on the schedule. And look, people say, oh, there's no good complete team in college football. Maybe there is. Maybe there isn't. I don't know. But here's what I do know. I can't control them. Right. Right. I I can't go to Georgia and, and yell at them about their flaws. All right. I'm looking at this team. And I'm seeing an offensive line five games into the season that doesn't seem to be getting any better. Now, the good, there is good news. and We, oh, do, we have good news on the other side of the football. I was going to say, we, we tend to focus on things that annoy us because we're human beings. But there is good news. We'll focus on the good news coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza, home of the Grandview Browns Backers. Currently seeing some slowdowns due to construction work. 670 eastbound after I-71 left lane closed down there, causing stop or go traffic picked up to State Route 315. Maybe a 67-minute delay there. That construction going to be until further notice. This report sponsored by Buffalo Wild Wings from 3 to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday, Buffalo Wild Wings, happy hours, beer, cocktails, and bar food for only 3 to 6 bucks. It's the perfect way to offset a long day, so head to Buffalo Wild Wings for happy hour today. Valid at participating locations, while supplies last. Dine in only, drink responsibly. I'm Adam Zellick for 97.1 The Fan Trap. Highly medicated, barely educated. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. It's Reaction Monday. Buckeyes beat Maryland 37-17. So we've been focusing on things that annoy us because it's that's what we do. It's human nature. Mm-hmm. Or at least terrible human nature. It's our nature. It's our you nature. And me, that's you what and I mean. Me, at the very least. We're yeah. terrible people. Yeah. Um, but there is good stuff to come out of this game on Saturday. I think that the way the defense handled itself was pretty good. Oh, yeah, man. Against a team that can move the football. We saw them last year in their building move the football quite a bit. I mean, there are still some things you'd like to clean up. You know, had a couple pass interference penalties because you're not turning around looking for the football, which is a big pet peeve of mine. But for the most part, I think this defense has been pretty solid. We, As frustrating as it's been sometimes where they, they being everybody we've played so far, has connected on a third down that maybe they shouldn't. They're not giving up huge chunk yard plays, okay? 
And that was the Achilles heel, heel of this team for really the last two, three years. And so far, we haven't seen it. I say so far because there's lots of season left to go. But I like what I'm seeing from this Buckeye defense. Yeah, I do too. And what's interesting is, at least for me, I think over the last few years, we've had a lot of discussion about how maybe not the last two years, but prior to the last two years, I feel like we had a ton of discussion about, boy, that defensive line is really, really great. I don't know so much about the linebackers or the secondary or I'm not. Yeah, they got a guy here or a guy there who's an all world talent, right? Like Denzel Ward. But but they got a lot of other holes to fill on this, you know, secondary or, you know, not the defensive line. I feel like that's completely reversed now. I feel like the back half of this defense feels rock solid. I don't know who to pick from this game as the best player on the field, right? Josh Proctor clearly has a very strong case for that. He's been playing awesome. Yeah. Had the pick. Took that one back to the house. Got you your touchdown on the board in the first half. So that was much needed. Big momentum swing there. Had to get that. But it you could also go with Denzel Burke, which I thought, I mean, he had a nice little lay into the wood type of moment where he showed he can still bring it. And he's obviously finally reestablished himself as one of the best cover corners in all of college football, as we hoped he would be last year where it didn't really look like that. That was, I'm just telling you, like, I got multiple players I could look at at that back half of the defense and say, yeah, those dudes, they're finally getting it done. And then, yeah, there are a couple penalties here and there, but I feel a lot better about this defense than I did start of the season. We were, we were, we keep asking this question of, is it actually fixed? Is Jim Knowles going to get this thing turned? Doesn't it feel like as much as you would be able to tell five weeks into a season, we can say that question's been fairly well answered that things have gotten better five weeks in. I don't know what it's going to look like in November. I don't know what it's going to look like against, you know, a team in the college football playoffs necessarily, but right now with what we've had to measure it by, great. Yeah, I I think this defense has taken some real positive steps. And, you know, even like you said, oh, that back half of the defense, very good. And I think this defensive line has the ability to be very good. We haven't seen them hit their stride yet. True enough. And, you know, they've been very good against the run. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah, maybe they're not getting to the quarterback all the time, and maybe you don't have that one standout on that end that we're used to seeing, but I think they are establishing pressure when they need to, and they're stopping the run when they need to. Here's some more positive stuff for you. Glass half full. Ryan Day has become the second fastest Ohio State head coach to win 50 games. That's, I mean, that's pretty impressive. So he did it. In 56 games, his record is 50 and 6. Urban did it in 54 games. He was 50 and 4. Tress did it in 63. Earl Bruce did it in 63. Uh, Woody did it in 65. And Cooper did it in 74. So Ryan Day in 56 games has won 50 of them. That's, That's very good. Well, I mean... Also, that should give you, for those who wonder why are the standards so high in Columbus, go look at that list of coaches and tell me all the guys who got to 50 wins the quickest. It basically goes up from Woody Hayes, does it not? Which I know Woody's start here, he had a a lot to deal with, had to get that thing better. But you know what I mean? Like You pretty much have had an upward trajectory outside of Coop. And even John Cooper's a Hall of Famer. So let's not, let's not say that he was like a terrible coach, but obviously we know there were some things with Michigan. The first few years of his career were not, you know, like what we've become accustomed to now. But certainly post the Cooper era, you've had Tress get to 50 wins in 63 games. You had Urban get there quicker. Ryan Day got there right on Urban's pace, more or less. Tress 
you know, obviously got there, like I said, 63 games. So you've got a lot of positive momentum there going back to Woody Hayes. That's why people don't expect to lose a lot around here because it doesn't happen that often and hasn't for most of our memories. So now Purdue is coming up this week. It is the Peacock exclusive on the TV. Of course, you can catch it right here on the fan, and we encourage you to do that. But, you know, as the week goes on, we're going to hear more about it. I've already heard about it. Maybe you're thinking to yourself, well, what's the big deal? I have Peacock. Yes, maybe for you it's no big deal. For a large portion of Buckeye Nation, this is going to be quite the ordeal on Saturday to try and figure out what the hell they're going to do with this. Now you're going to go on the road. You're going to face a team that's not very good. But again, you're going in there. They're going to seemingly pull out all the stops and play the best football game they possibly can. You know, what's the spread? What what is open at? Like 23 or something like that, Teddy? Yeah, uh, I believe you're right. It's, I mean, it's not as big as it probably would be if it was at home. I mean, I think there's going to be some question marks about going there because 19 and a half is yeah. where it is. I mean, I, I don't, Purdue is not a good football team. No, they're not. There's no way you would look at this game based on who these teams are. Even Maryland, people want to say, oh, Maryland wasn't that good. Yeah, but Maryland was playing power five opponents and destroying them <laughs> early in this year, right? I mean, they played, I think, three teams, power five, and beat them by at least 20 points. Not that those teams were great. They were like Virginia. They were not good, but... Maryland beat them nonetheless. Purdue is not having that type of season, and yet you're starting out as a less of a favorite there than you were at home against Maryland. So that tells you about the concern there is for people going to Ross-Ade Stadium and playing Purdue. It's been not great for the Buckeyes for the better part of 10, 15 years. I want to sort of look at the stats from this week, too, because we looked at you know the Kyle McCord stats, and on paper... Over 300 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. I think it was a career high in yardage for him, too, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe you're right. But 320. When you look at some of the other stats, yes, they covered the spread. Yes, they had a better second half. Third down efficiency. Buckeyes were three for 12 on third down. That, that is not good. It's awful. No way to slice that other than not good. Yards per rush. Oh, dude. 1.9 yards per rush. Now... Just to give the full context there, because again, stats can be a little misleading both ways. Some of that is because, and it, it still projects bad on your offensive line. To me, when you look at yards per carry, that is an average of, all right, you might have a great back, but here's what the other backs were able to do in that same offense with that offensive line. Right. A lot of those numbers are down yards per carry because when you have your quarterback getting knocked down behind the line of scrimmage, that counts as a carry. Yes, it does. So when you, but still, Mayan Williams and Chip Trainum, I think both were averaging around like three yards a carry. This is college football. This is Ohio State versus Maryland. Three yards a carry ain't going to get it done. I know three yards in cloud of dust is the cliche. That's not actually how it works in major college football nowadays. You did not see anyone really breaking off and having big runs down the field for this Ohio State offense. That's not a great sign. Buckeyes had 10 penalties to Maryland's four. Uh, it was another game where you lost the possession battle although by a small margin Buckeyes have only won the possession battle one time so far this season well, no, I think they won the possession battle are, are you talking about turnovers no no, no. possession battle oh oh just not time turnovers. of time of possession time of possession oh well yes yeah. that's what I mean okay gotcha I thought you meant like no they did like they that. were they were plus two yeah right on the turnover say. front and obviously one of those went right into the end zone yeah but 
the only time they've ever won the time of possession battle this season was the first game against Indiana. Now, I know that Ryan Day will come out and say, well, that's just because other teams are trying to possess the ball and keep our offense off the field and blah, blah, blah. That may be true, and I'm sure that's part of it. But if we go back and look at last year's offense, I bet you they won the time of possession battle more often than they didn't. Well, you know what? Even with that firepower. Probably. But also, if they didn't, there are other ways to measure that. Like, if Ohio State loses the possession battle, but is averaging 45 points a game, then you could go, oh, that's because they've had at least one or two drives a game where they just got the ball and threw it 80 yards and scored. You know, like, or or they had two plays, 75 yards, big bomb down the field, big run, explosive offense. That's going to, if you have an explosive offense that's scoring points left and right, you are going to have smaller time of possession because sometimes your drives are just 12 seconds, 15 seconds, 35 seconds. I'm going to go look this up now. Last year, time of possession. I'm just telling you. I'm telling you. I'm going to go. We can, we can judge this because we know the Buckeyes are putting up the same level of points they were last year. But now I got this in my head. I got to go look it up. Our Ryan Day gets himself a commit. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns backers. A little bit of construction work causing some slowdowns in the area. 670 eastbound after I-71. Construction has a left lane closed down there. A little bit of stop and go traffic backed up to state route 315. About an eight minute delay through that area. That'll be uh, lasting until further notice. This is sponsored by Buffalo Wild Wings from 3 to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. Buffalo Wild Wings, happy hours, beer, cocktails, and bar food for only 3 to 6 bucks. It's a perfect way to offset a long day. Head to Buffalo Wild Wings for happy hour today. Valid at participating locations. While supplies last, dine in only, drink responsibly. I'm Adam Zellick for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Did you feel that? It's your radio getting fatter. Getting fatter. Chubby time! This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. It's Reaction Monday. It's also uh, Yikes Monday. Oh, yeah. Lots of yikes right, coming so up. I just 534. Very, very quickly. Because I got, I got like a bee in my bonnet. Okay. About I, time of possession. I know what that phrase means. So. Because, uh, I mean, how would you say it? You got a, you just got a bee in a, my britches. I don't even know what the bee has to do with it. I guess you just got something in your head. You got a, something stuck in your head. A burr in your saddle. Well, a burr in your saddle. That's good. Now I know all about saddles and burrs. So yeah, right. agreed. Anyway, talking about time of possession and how Ryan Day will talk about how, well, the clock rules are different now. All right. Oh, we're an explosive offense. So we score very quickly. All right. Except you're not this year. You haven't done that nearly as much as you did last year. And even last year, there was some consistency problems with the offense and scoring. Buckeyes played 13 games last season. They won the time of possession battle in nine of those games. Okay? All right. They've played five games so far this season. They've won the time of possession battle one time that was week one against Indiana. Also last year for a whole, they averaged about 31 minutes per game in possession. This year, it's just over 28 minutes. Yeah. And again, this is still a Ryan Day football team that is preaching balance. They run the, ran the ball a ton on Saturday. Well, that's, that's my problem. I actually wish they would be less balanced. Well, that's, that's what I mean. It's not like they're sitting in the gun and just throwing stuff downfield all the time. Oh, didn't work. But that time we got a 90 yard scoring drive in two seconds, right? We were off the field quickly, but at least we scored seven points. They tried to run the ball a ton 
on Saturday and still could not win time of possession. Well, and that's what, again, I I know there are people who watch, you know, hours and hours of film every week and they're not even coaches and they would say, you know, it's a little bit more nuanced than all this, but bear with me to give a very stripped down version of what I see happening with Ryan Day and Ohio State's play calling on offense. You tell me where I'm wrong. It feels like Ryan Day looks at this every week now and goes, I got to show everyone that we can run the football. I got to I got to make sure my offensive line can do the job of pushing guys off the ball cuz we're tough and we're going to show everybody how tough we are. And then it goes poorly for a half in this case where they just didn't get out of that funk. Your quarterback isn't in rhythm, your offense isn't in rhythm, your offensive line is looking bad. And then second half you start saying, "You know, what? let's throw out caring about who's tougher than what and let's just Run the offense that makes the most sense for the players that we have and the things we are good at. And suddenly you start seeing everything open up and suddenly Marvin Harrison Jr. is getting involved and suddenly all, all everything looks right again with your offense. Could it be that maybe that's the way the offense should go? And yeah, eventually someone's going to scheme up to stop that. Someone is going to dare you to beat them on the ground. Hopefully by that point, your offensive line has figured it out a little bit more. And hopefully then if they're putting eight guys back there to try to stop your receivers from getting loose, great. Then you can go up against some really soft fronts and run the ball down their throats and show how tough you are then. But in the meantime, it doesn't look anywhere close to a finished product on offense right now. And I don't understand I, I why they insist on doing this. You, but let me go the other way. Do you think this is Ryan Day not necessarily saying, <clears throat> excuse me, not necessarily saying I need to show people how tough we are by establishing the run and running the football? Or is this Ryan Day saying, I don't want to show people how limited my quarterback is? I mean, that's that's fair. I mean, I, I don't that's know. Fair, I don't know but, the answer to that. But I got to tell you, man, like last year, remember how we had these same conversations around C.J. Stroud, limited, C.J. Stroud, not that good. C.J. Stroud, why didn't he run yeah, the but, ball but, more? But here's the question. Did now he, that guy's in the NFL. Did, he hasn't thrown a pick did he, and, in five games. You know what else he's doing? Taking what's in front of him. Yeah. So was that a CJ issue or was that a Ryan Day issue? My point is you got a guy now in the NFL who hasn't thrown a pick and let his team down the field to win a game yesterday before then his their defense let him down because they're the Texans. But he he drove him down the field in the two minutes and made all the throws and looks like a, a great player through five games. Justin Fields says, don't get not so fast, but you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a good sign. That guy here looked rough when he first started. And even at times last year looked rough. And we question whether he's seeing the field right, whether he's read. Is it because he's not talented? Is it because he grew as a player when he was here? Or is it maybe that this Ryan Day offense that everyone just assumes is awesome all the time ain't as awesome as we think and isn't changing with the times as defenses are figuring it out? And, and that's, I don't honestly know. I'm not saying it like you're wrong. I'm saying I do not know the answer right now because maybe Kyle McCord is limited yet. I don't think he's C.J. Stroud, to be fair to what you're saying. I also He's not. Well, I don't think so, but then I see that throw he has down the sidelines where, yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr. makes a tremendous catch, but as the kids are all saying on Twitter now, Kyle McCord threw a dot, like just dropped it right there. It was a brilliant throw. I've seen him make those throws in these games. I don't think it's consistent enough yet, and maybe that's because... Ryan Day doesn't trust him to do that. And maybe he's feeling that lack of confidence or maybe he's just not that good. I don't know, but clearly there's arm talent there at times. And then at other times he's underthrowing a guy who's wide open by five yards. Now, Ryan Day gets a commit. Well, Brian Hartline gets the commit. 
Wide receiver prospect in the 2025 class. First one in the 2025 class to say yes. Javon Boggs. He is a three-star guy out of the state of Florida. Six feet, 188. Now, again, when we're talking about 2025, star rankings are a little confusing. Okay. Sure, right. Because all of a sudden... You know, he commits to Ohio State, other teams are sniffing around, that three-star automatically just rises up based on who he's talking to. Obviously, Brian Hartline thinks enough of this guy, and at this point, I trust Brian Hartline completely when it comes to recruiting this position. Yeah. Now, coaching on the field and calling plays, I don't know, jury's out. When it comes to recruiting talent, I'm not going to sit here and second-guess Brian Hartline. If he's telling me, three-star guy, 2025 class, that's the first one I want to sign on the dotted line, who might argue? Well, and to that point, I'll just add, this is where that whole toughness narrative just needs to, I just don't, I don't need to hear it. I don't care. We know why you're winning these games because you get better players. <laughs> That's why you beat Maryland because you had better players up and down your roster. Eventually right. that talent showed through. So let's embrace that and let's be that team. Let's not try to be the power it down your throat team. But yeah, I hope that this guy works out. I will trust Brian Hartline's judgment on that. Bengals and NFL goodness coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns backers. Currently looking out for a couple of slow spots in the area. 670 eastbound after I-71. Construction there. Left lane closed. About a seven minute delay. And I-70 eastbound between Sullivan Avenue and State Route 315. Things backing up a little bit. About a six minute delay. This support sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lassett. New projects, new career opportunities. Tomorrow's infrastructure is in the skilled hands of the Ohio laborers. From roads and bridges to buildings and solar farms, the Ohio laborers do it all. Build Ohio right, build it union. I'm Adam Selling for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Objects in radio may be dumber than they appear. This is Man and Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by the Hinder Motor Company. Happy Monday. Also... You know what day it is today? Oh, I know. I and mean, we, we played it on Friday because I couldn't just play it once. So uh, here it is. It is Columbus Day. And of course, it just took a crap on my screen. <laughs> well, what you're going to play is some brilliant audio from a delusional former head coach of a college football team who also tries to moonlight as an actor but does terribly. That would be one less mile. Yes, ladies and gentlemen... Les Miles. Good afternoon. Just want to remind everybody that it's Columbus Day, that uh, all those of you that know Italians and like Italians are the people that might venture onto a ship and travel to explore and find new lands. Uh, this is your day. So uh, um, it's not St. Patty's Day. So that's a different day entirely. Well, I'm an Italian. I mean, you no know one like me, I mm-hmm. hope. Yeah. Um, I moved here 20 years ago. I explored new lands. <laughs> well, you moved from Chicago to Columbus. I, I, from, right. I, I know that. Yeah. But I'm just saying. I moved here. Uh, set up my family. Became friends with Bone. Mm-hmm. That's right. What else did I do? What's K- the killed what? some hookers? You killed some hookers. Okay, that's well. See now, I I don't uh, I don't have I guess a day then because I'm just 
guy who lived, I've lived here my whole life. You're John Smith. You're Pocahontas. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm John Smith, I guess. But that's, but again, John Smith traveled to a new land. I'm that's saying right. there's no, it's your namesake. No, but I, it's not my namesake. Make up the story. No, what do you mean make up the story? You can say, well, actually, I was named John Smith because my parents would always tell me about my Native American ancestry. But John Smith wasn't Native American. What are we talking about? He was an Englishman who came here. Well, no, but when, right? they got, when they got together and had the... What does that mean? They had the, the, the children. The children. The children. Yeah. Then they spurned from the loins of John Smith. What was that word again? Spurned? Spurned? S- spunked? You sp- <laughs> I don't know what. Spurned means to like. I I disagree. I no, push you what's, away. What's, what am I looking for? I don't know what you're sprung. looking for. That's sprung. what I want. sprung Spr- from the loins. Spring has sprung. Spunked or spunked, as uh, the the guy from uh, Boston, Tom Menino, used to say. Spring has spunked. What do you got to say? Spawn. Maybe spawn. Was that, was that from the loins? Going? Salmon spawn. <laughs> Good comic book, Teddy. Spawn. Spawn. Yeah. yeah. Mike knows all about anyway, that. Anyway, you could say, I, I went back and I traced my ancestry. I didn't, though. Back to the two of them, Pocahontas and John Smith. By the way, I heard a thing about that. I'm not saying that that ancestry stuff is wrong. I don't know. I've never, I don't know the science, how it works. I'm not necessarily saying I get all that. But I have heard from, I've seen this article written multiple times that people say, yeah, the, the amount of people who claim to have ancestry back to the Mayflower is probably wrong. Like the, the amount of people who say, oh, yeah, my such and such, such and such it traced. I got the ancestry test and it said I had people that come from the Mayflower. They say that's probably not accurate. Now, I don't know I don't why know. that is, but I think that would make sense. Right. There were only a few people that were on the Mayflower. I know there's I know how math yeah, works and they they do it. Yes, but they, it wasn't like that one boat came over and then from there, all the European ancestry you've ever seen yes. in America came from. I would like there's to been, point out. Millions of boats that came over. I have over. no ancestry from the Mayflower. I know you don't. <laughs> you did the ancestry. You did the ancestry.com when you didn't need to. You, I, right. Well, I, I thought I was going to uncover some family secret. <laughs> My entire life, it's like, we're all Italian. It's boring. We're all Italian. We're all Italian. I'm like, somebody must have had sex with somebody along the lines, right? Yeah. I mean, Sicily is where my family's from. Africa, you throw a stone. Right across thought, the way. My fa- my grandfather was in Africa. He had a restaurant in Africa. I said, there's, oh. there's, there's got to be something somewhere. And you know what? Nothing. No. Boring. Just a- <laughs> I want to find a scandal. <laughs> I want to find some ancestry. Oh, you can come look at my family if you want scandal in, in the ancestry. Because I, I was talking to my mom once, and I never forget. We're having the conversation, and she goes, so-and-so is related to so-and-so, and then that's their daughter, and then the blah, blah, blah. And then over here is this person, this person, and that's their son. And these two people got married. And I'm like, Mom, I think those people are cousins. They're all from, you know, I say West Virginia, but really it's West Virginia, Kentucky. Because my side of the family lived on the river that down in right the point of southern Ohio where West Virginia, Kentucky are bordering. My family lived on the border of West Virginia, but my mom has always told me we're from West Virginia. No, we're from West Virginia slash Kentucky. Hold on. So your mom lived in the part of Ohio. No, 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 no. Where Kentucky bordered West Virginia. No, if you go south from Ohio, straight down, and it's like that part of West Virginia. I was confused. Not over. I'm saying we weren't the part of West Virginia that's over by Virginia. We're from the, we're from Kentucky. You're from Appalachia. Yeah. That's what you are. The you best, and Bobby Carpenter's family. That's right. Well, the best part about that that I found out in doing our little ancestry, my mom's maiden name is Varney. You know, our Ernest P. Worrell? Jim Ernest, Varney. Jim Varney. Related? Well, 
I don't know, but one time we brought this up to my mom and she goes, well, where is he from? And my dad looked it up and said, he's from Kentucky. And my mom goes, well, I can't be. We're from West Virginia. Then I looked up what town we're from in West Virginia. It sits on the river. It is on the border. Mom, we have Varneys that live in Kentucky and West Virginia. So you we got to be, be related to Ernest. You could be related to I Ernest think, goes I to think jail. I am. I always felt a kinship with the man. Every time I watched his movies, I thought this man's brilliant, hilarious, and I feel like I know him somehow. And I probably did. May he rest in peace. I know he's long since passed. Underrated actor, by the way, Jim Varney. He was born in Lexington, it says. Last I checked, that's Kentucky, right? So, yeah. So family probably had Kentucky roots that's going back over towards where my family's from. Yeah. I guarantee you we are related. I guarantee you. He died in White House, Tennessee. Oh, that's too bad. But he died a long time ago, right? I mean, it was uh, many years ago. A long time ago. Well, when was yeah, it? Yeah, 23 years ago. <laughs> okay. 23 years Jim Varney's been yes, dead. Yes, he's, been, he's not been with us Why didn't basically you in the new this? millennium. What are you he's, talking he's, about? He was only 50. What a young man. Did you see him cranking out any earnest movies in the last two decades? Well, I just figured he was tired. No. Those royalty checks were coming in. He just said, well, I'm done. A man who took, no joke, it, it, I, I want to be clear on this. He is essentially Ted Lasso of 40 years ago because he was an advertising gimmick for a grocery store. That's what he was. He was doing that character, that Ernest character. He was talking to his neighbor, Vern, and he would say things like, hey, Vern, did you see the same as I got at the Piggly Wiggly? And then he would talk about the week's specials, and those commercials got so popular, they said, we should turn this into a show, and eventually became movies, and eventually he became this whole thing all from an ad campaign. And that's exactly how Ted Lasso started. So you had lung cancer. You're welcome, hipsters. R.I.P. Jim Varney. Uh, Bengals come to life. They beat the Cardinals yesterday. Passing game was much better, especially as the game went on. Defense opportunistic. Got some points out of the defense. Uh, hey, Jamar Chase said, I'm always effing open. Yesterday he was. Well, he, yeah, that's right. Now, you know what I think changed in watching that game? Joe Burrow, did he not? to you, seemed to be a lot more mobile? He had to. Moving around Uh, in the pocket? Early in that game, no. And I was frustrated watching it because, you know, he he would just sort of stand there, move his legs a little bit, and then ultimately take the sack. I want to say all three sacks were taken in the first half. And then in the second half, he came out and decided, all right, you know what? I'm I'm done babying this. Yeah. You know, and look, maybe it wasn't a good idea to put him out there and start the season like this, I don't know. But we're here now. And if he's going to play, and if Zach Taylor says he's good enough to run the offense, then he actually has to run the offense. He has to be the guy that they paid for. So maybe that is, I wind up tweaking it in two weeks, and then we have another disaster. But until then, i got to play Joe Burrow football. In the second half of that game, he played Joe Burrow football. Yeah, I I 100% agree. And I do think the fact that they were whether it was him audibling or they just called plays differently or whatever, the uh, the fact that he was able to kind of move the pocket with his feet, give himself some time, or just they got him out on the run. Yeah. You know, they had him yeah. out at times, not like running for first downs, but I'm saying they got him out of the pocket, sprinting out to his right, and then he could make some throws, and that seemed to work wonders for this offense. So let's hope that that continues if you're a Bengals fan. That is a game that you desperately needed, and you got it. You can host the Seahawks this coming weekend. Uh, elsewhere in the NFL, Steelers with a big fourth quarter. They beat the Ravens. God, I'll tell you what, man. That Ravens team had every opportunity to go win that game. 
And Lamar Jackson, I hate, I mean, I hate to say it, he has been a great player for them, but I mean, down the stretch, just could not make a play that that would win them the game. In fact, you know, he threw the pick at the end, right there in the end zone, where they got it gifted, where they got a turnover. I mean, it, it, I don't want to put it all on him because obviously there were lots of failures in that game, but. The Steelers gave the Ravens every opportunity to win that game, and the Ravens were like, nope, we'll give it right back yeah, to you. Yeah, they scored 10 points. That's they unacceptable. 10 points. Unacceptable. It's unacceptable for the second time this season. They have two losses on the season, the Ravens do. Both games, they should have won. That yep. Colt game was their game. Oh, yeah. And they blew that at home. And then yesterday, I think they blew it. Now we can focus on, well, you know, Steelers opportunistic on defense, and then you had that big play, Kenny Pickett down the field. It's nice that he woke up for two seconds. You know, but I have you still seen anything from Kenny Pickett no. that tells you that this guy is going to be the guy for the next 10 years? I haven't. If anything, it should speak to how good the Steelers defense was yesterday that they won that game in spite of Kenny Pickett. Yes, for I the agree. most part. I mean, he, he was not good in this game for for most of it. So, no, I don't feel like that's really changing anybody's opinion. So, it, or at least if it does, it shouldn't. Look, the NFL's weird. We had some results yesterday that were surprising. We had some teams we thought were good go out and completely lay an egg. We'll talk more about it coming up next. Colin Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns backers. We're currently looking out for an accident at 670 eastbound between State Route 315 and Neal Avenue. That accident has been moved to the right berm, so uh, traffic getting by a little bit better. Still about a five-minute slowdown through that area. Definitely want to be careful there. This support sponsored by Buffalo Wild Wings. Join Buffalo Wild Wings for buy one, get one, half off traditional wings every Tuesday. Buy one, get one free boneless wings every Thursday. Shake up your week with flavor. Buffalo Wild Wings, Let's Go Sports Bar. Valid at participating locations while supplies last. I'm Adam Zellick for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Just be glad you aren't as stupid as these two. Oh, yes. This, this is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. I want you to do me a favor. All right. I want you to go to wherever you get your podcasts, search Common Man and T-Bone. Click. Subscribe and get our podcast. It's free. It's free. All right? Mm-hmm. Like just this past weekend, the weekend show was just on the podcast. If you were listening on the radio, you didn't hear any of it. No. What and a nice way nice, for it. That's a great benefit, isn't it? Mm-hmm. To be able to get that delivered to you, kind of like a secret message. Free we've, of charge. We've encoded for you just so you can have it. Hopefully, Teddy fixed the volume on the podcast oh, this week so you people stop telling me how soft it was. I want it to be rock wait, hard. So, I was going to say, is it soft? Like audio-wise rock. or S- S-A-W-F-T? Soft. Whatever. Like it's just, we're not... Uh, the podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I love how I just said one wrestling reference and Ted is over there cutting a promo in his own studio just by himself. That's, that's fine. That's a good friend right Hey, during there. football season, we react to things. That's what we do all day long on Reaction Monday, sponsored by Mary Haven, offering free help to gamblers and their loved ones. We have, yikes, at 534. Uh, elsewhere in the NFL yesterday. Talked about the Steelers with the big fourth quarter beating the Ravens. Jags take it to the Bills in London. This is a game that you and I thought was going to be close. Ultimately, I thought the the Bills would win, but the Jags would cover. But Jags played one hell of a football game. They really did, man. I, I have thought this Jags team was good, you know, going back to last year where they did have a really good year. And this season maybe isn't the greatest start they ever had. You know, at the beginning of the year, we were kind of wondering about a couple of those losses. Losing the Texans didn't make a lot of sense to me, but 
they've rebounded nicely against a bad team in the Falcons, and now the Bills on the road. I think it does probably matter that this game was in London, and the Jags are more comfortable with that. you got to take advantage of the situation. We talked about it last week. You were there all week. Bills had to travel in. You know, Jags were there for two weeks. Bills are coming off that big high of just destroying the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Now that now they got to jump on a plane and try and go beat the Jags, who are already waiting in England for them. And to your point, this Jags football team is not bad. They're no. a good team. That's why when they had a couple stinkers early in the season, we said, where the hell did this come from? Yeah, it didn't make a lot of sense. And I, and I don't think that... It's completely. Oh, they're just they're back into the best team in the in the NFL. Far from it. I just I think that was a really no, good win for them, and they're they're building the way they need they're to. The best team in that division, as we expected them well, to be. True enough. Uh, Anthony Richardson hurt again. Colts still beat the Titans. The word on him is that he's got the sprained AC joint, and he's going to be out for multiple weeks. It's almost like because this it's how many injuries has this guy had? He was like concussed. He had, yeah, two or three. At was least. it a, was it a knee before? Because week one didn't he go out with an injury as well? I thought week one was the concussion. Or there was one week one where he tried at the goal line to get in, and I want to say that he ended up getting hurt, and maybe the next week that was affecting him. Right, and then he had anyway. A, yeah, there was a concussion thing. There's yeah, he's had a lot of issues before the season. Everybody talked about how Anthony Richardson. He's he's so good. He has the ability to be so good. Because he's like a running back and a quarterback all rolled into one. That's that's fine if you're playing in video game land. The reality is it's hard to do that in the NFL and stay on the field. And I saw the Colts saying today, essentially, yeah, when he comes back, we may have to think about how we use him a little bit. Go figure. Yeah, no kidding. Well, you know what? I don't think it's any coincidence either that the Colts finally decided to get the deal done, right? And... Bring oh, with back Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. Yeah, Jonathan but, Taylor gets his deal. Was it three years, forty-two million? I think on the deal. Was it two or three? I feel like it was. Two, I think maybe it's two. three years. Was it okay? Either way, the point is they got a deal done after he sits out for four games, more or less. And I think there's at least a little bit of that of them realizing. I know they did this deal before the game started, but they had to have realized we can't just keep turning our our quarterback into a running back. I know he's talented at that, but. He's also got a ridiculous arm. Maybe just focus on letting that happen and then let other guys run the football. You do not need to get this guy so banged up in his first couple years in the league that he ends up not being able to be effective down the road. There are times where you're going to need that, right? If you get to the playoffs, maybe you need it on a fourth quarter drive him to just take the ball, get you that fourth and one, whatever. I'm not saying you never use him in that way, but the idea of him being a physical back who also happens to be kind of a quarterback, don't do that. It needs to be the other way around. Saints shut out the Patriots, thirty-four to nothing. A uh, little sneak preview. I will have more on this in yikes coming up about an hour from now. But I'm not breaking news to you when I tell you the New England Patriots are hot garbage, hot garbage. You and I were talking about it during the break. I it would not surprise me in the least if Bill Belichick came out sometime in the next couple weeks and said, "Hey, this is the last season for me." Right, I'm, I'm going to retire because he, he's going to get fired. Well, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think the Patriots will will have to fire him. I mean, they will have to if he does not resign. You're going to. This is not sustainable. What I'm, you, what I'm saying is he can't have this. No, and he said, you know, we got to start over. And then someone asked him, like, what does that mean? Start over? And he goes, start Let's over. Start over. <laughs> he just. Didn't I've, I've the done it before. Example. 
Well, I mean, yeah, you started over after Tom Brady, and how'd that go? It's This is what we're living with well, right now. There's a difference between starting over in an offseason and trying to figure out what the hell you're doing during the middle of the season. Yeah. I, I, my point here is I would guess no matter how stubborn he is or how much he thinks he's earned the right to go out on his terms, I could see Bill Belichick looking at this and going, okay, this is not working this year and I don't think it's going to work here anymore with the Patriots. Maybe that doesn't mean it's the end of time him coaching. I don't know about that. I think maybe it should be, but if it isn't that for him, I can't see a way he would look at Robert Kraft and say, you're going to have to fire me. I, I'm i going to need that to happen for me to leave this place. And I, I would imagine Robert Kraft will have to do what he has to do there, but I just don't think it comes to that. I think Bill Belichick at some point says, all right, fine, I acknowledge what's going on here. Let's wrap this up. Or maybe he's already told Robert there Kraft. Are, he may have said, I don't want to the big retirement thing, but I am going to retire at the end of the year. You don't have to fire me. Don't worry. I'll be I'll be out of your hair. There are no lifetime contracts. I said that for years when college football guys, whether it's Bobby Bowden or Joe Paterno, oh, they did so much. They built the program. That's great. But you're being paid to do the job now. This is not some sort of goodwill tour where you just go around and wave at people. You know, your fans deserve better. They were there paying real money to watch a team lose 34 to nothing. Now, when it's all said and done, Bill Belichick may still be the greatest coach in NFL history, but it also can be true that it's time for him to go, right? There's right. no part-time coaches. We talk about Joey Votto coming back and maybe playing a part-time role for the Reds. That can happen, okay? But in terms of a lifetime achievement award and a coach coming out and waving, no, this is the guy in charge of your future. This is the guy in charge of your franchise. What you have right now is an embarrassment. And even after all that yesterday, he said, Mac Jones, still my quarterback. How? <laughs> How? It, I, I have no idea. It, you are not losing and getting destroyed by the best team in the league here yesterday. We talked about before this the game. The Saints couldn't score any points no, the last Saints, three weeks. Saints are awful. And yet you're getting annihilated by them. This is at home, right? Yes. Not mistaken, right? In Foxborough. My God, like I don't, I don't understand this at all. I, I don't know where you go. You lose by thirty points, forty points Brutal. to the Cowboys. Brutal. I get it. You lose to the Saints by a wider margin, basically, or the same margin. I don't get that. Eagles still undefeated. They beat the Rams. Jets and Broncos was like watching blind people try and hit a pinata, and then they were very proud of themselves. It's like, yeah, we got revenge for Nate Hackett. It's like, what are you talking about? Both these teams tried to one-up the other one in terms of being bad. Somehow the Jets walked out of there with a victory. Congratulations. Yeah, at halftime, it looked like when they had that, they called that play where it didn't go out of bounds. and It was just kind of like not a first down, not anything. And they had no time to spike the ball. And Robert Sal looked like he wanted to just strangle someone. He was so frustrated by this. But yeah, kudos to the Jets for getting a win on the road against... A guy who I have suddenly found I just enjoy watching lose. And it's not Russell Wilson. Sean Payton? Sean Payton. I don't know why. Every time I see him again in a post-game press conference going, I got to be better. I don't know. I just don't know. We got to start. I don't know this. I don't know that. I I don't know why, but I enjoy it. I I didn't realize I disliked the man so much before this season, but now I find I'm really enjoying watching him lose. Yeah, I don't know why that is. I don't know. I mean, I I, I kind of hate him too, and I don't know why. I knew about Bounty Gate, and I didn't like him then. But I'm saying yeah. that's not like that. Just it's not like I just found out about no. that this offseason. I've known about that, and I've not liked him for that. But 
this is a new level where I'm just like, and I still don't like you, and I, I like you less. Uh, Teddy's guys had a really bad day yesterday, plus NFL security, top-notch. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza, home of the Grandview Browns backers. A couple of bigger slowdowns, 670 eastbound after I-71, left lane closed down there until further notice. Going to be about an 11-minute delay. Two right lanes blocked at 71 northbound after 670. Stop and go Traffic there due to an earlier vehicle fire. About a 13-minute delay. This report sponsored by Buffalo Wild Wings. Join Buffalo Wild Wings for buy one, get one half off traditional wings every Tuesday. Buy one, get one free boneless wings every Thursday. Shake up your week with flavor. Buffalo Wild Wings. Let's go sports bar. Valid at participating locations while supplies last. I'm Adam Selleck for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Their BMI is higher than their IQ. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. It is Yikes Monday. 534. Mm. Uh, Also, uh, jacket season starts up on Thursday. Rimmer will be in studio on Wednesday. He has told me he needs the entire 5 o'clock hour on Wednesday. The entire 5 o'clock hour, and he says there's a reason for it. Okay. So tune in on Wednesday because either it's going to be worth it or... You'll hear me kill a grown man on the radio. <laughs> I hope that in it's, real time. I hope it's an hour of him going before the season. I just want to let everybody know which players I hate and how bad they suck. I have and one name. It's Emil Bentstrom. <laughs> Not just on the jackets. He's just going to go across the board. He's going to go 32 teams. Here we go. Anaheim. And he just like goes down the list. Mm-hmm. I hope he does. Uh, jackets finalized their roster today. Uh, Fantilli made the team, which is not a shock isn't but, this uh, isn't this a little bit of a bs thing i'm not saying go ahead and announce what they're gonna announce i was Can't gonna they- say Eurocheck did not blankenberg did not okay yeah what i'm saying is they can theoretically still make changes this is the date where they have to give their opening night roster yes that's right and you get credit for it if you're a player and you had a if you had some kind of bonus that was attached to making the opening night roster or whatever then that would i guess be hit but technically if they like tomorrow or Wednesday are like, yeah, actually this guy should probably be up. This guy got hurt or whatever. They can still make those changes, but so who, who technically didn't get in year did not. He didn't Blankenberg. Blankenberg didn't. did not. Okay. You know, you're They're talking, they want him to play minutes and that's well, yeah. Okay. That's fine. But I, I wonder if let's say, you know what? And it's not fair. Cause I don't want to pick on this guy because last year he stayed healthy and played big time minutes when, Guys were not able to. But if Goodbranson wasn't making the type of money that he's making, is he on this roster instead of Juracek? Of course mm. not. It's a good question. Yeah, not. right. I wouldn't think so. You know, so what are you trying to satisfy here? Yeah, I think the other issue becomes because you've got all these high priced defensemen, which the other, you know, the couple guys they added this year, we we remains to be seen what they're going to do, right? So that's that's all. Well, no, going- but you know, you know Severson's making a ton of money and Provorov's making money too, although that's being a lot. Some of that's being picked up, but yeah. still, I'm just saying the seventh defenseman is more times than not going to be a healthy scratch. So, why would you want to put one of your best young players or what you hope to be one of your best young players in that spot and then have him getting scratched a lot? At least they're going down to the AHL, then he can get some more minutes and play. And then, if there are injuries or performance issues or whatever, then then you switch it up after the fact. But it makes a lot of sense the way they did that. I don't know what this team will end up being when it's all said and done. I mean, 
it's not too much of a stretch to say they will be better than last year because they have to be. Because the bar was so low last year. I don't think there's any way you can reach down and get lower than that crap. However, they start out with four in a row at home, including a very winnable game on Thursday against the Flyers. You got to get off to a hot start. Well, you got to just, I think even for this, in, in general, you have to do that in the well, NHL. Yeah, I, I but don't in know what this offseason, you have to take the attention right. off of everything that just screwed up for the last couple months. With everything that you've had, you know, it would have been a total nightmare of, oh, yeah, we're starting out west. Or we got a big road swing the first week of the season. Then you already start yourself in a hole. You're at home for four games to start the season. Yeah. I'm not saying you win all four games. I mean, I'd, I'd like that. Don't get me wrong. But you have to show up here. You got to show up, not lay an egg, and get people excited about this hockey team and get this hockey team believing in themselves. Yep. I agree with you. All right. Uh, another guy, by the way, on that list, not making the club, as, as we mentioned, uh, Denton Matichuk, not going to be there either. He gets sent back, though, to Moose Jaw, where he is playing in the WHL. You just wanted to say Moose Jaw. I did, but he is also, wasn't he one of the two first-round picks we had last year that yeah. they were hoping would push for a spot? But the problem, again, is where do you fit him in? If you do make, if you do put him on the roster, then he's probably not playing a lot of minutes. Now he goes back. He's got different options than some of the other players, right, who have to go up to Cleveland. Oh, here comes Teddy. So. No, I was just saying, you're right, because he, he has to go back to the junior team yeah, because of his age, I believe, right? He can't right. play in the AHL. That's Correct. right, yeah. So I'm just saying that he's in a different spot, but there was a question of whether or not he might make the roster for opening night. He has not. So now that's a Teddy, why do you have your headset on? Uh-oh. How about your football team last night? Ooh. I know you picked them to lose, but there's no way you picked them to look like that. No, and the the concerning thing obviously is they got destroyed, and it's not like they were overlooking this game or anything. No, they, they had win. that game circled. Yes, this is what they circled all season, all off season. We got the, uh, the you know played the Forty the ers They beat us the last two years in the playoffs, both close games. We think we're we're catching up to them. Let's see where we're at. And they just got run off the field bad. And speaking of bad, like everybody was bad. You don't lose forty two to ten and not have every unit look bad, but. Dak Prescott, I, I know that you've stuck up for him, but he yeah. was he was awful last night, Ted. He was, and he that's looked a, lost. Yeah, and as a big game, and and these big games, close games, sometimes it doesn't look like he sort of comes through. You know, when things are going well and their the offense is humming and they're up by like two touchdowns, he looks fantastic. But last night he just looked lost. The whole offense of, did. Speaking of fantastic, and I, I you know me, I, I don't throw out praise very often. No, you don't. All right? I don't understand anyone who doesn't believe in Brock Purdy at this point. No, I, I mean, think Brock Purdy's awesome. I yeah, do. No, he's he's playing well. I guess the only argument to that would be he's a really good quarterback in a fantastic offense. No, I know that, but in I think I can tell the difference Yeah, between a guy who's just along for the ride and not making mistakes. I mean, he's... It's not just that he's not making mistakes. He's making all the plays. Well... I guess I'm just I'm I'm not trying to argue with you on this. I guess what I'm saying is how many like is he is he one of the three best quarterbacks in the league? I don't no, think I, that. I don't know if he that, is, but I, I like think that's what I'm I'm saying. Some of the praise are people are like he's a top five quarterback. It's like I don't know that. I think I he know that he's a top five offense. Right. He has the ability to be that. He's not yet. Sure. Maybe. But I, I think he has the ability to be that. I mean, I. I'm saying for an offense that almost got to a Super Bowl with 
you and me as starting quarterback I, I, because they I had nobody it. else. They almost did that last year, and they've done it year after year after year with bad quarterback, left and right, injured quarterback, all this stuff. I'm telling you, there's something that's different the part about I'm him. saying. There's something different about. He's him. really good. I, I agree with you that he's really good. Uh, an Eagles fan got into the locker room at SoFi Stadium, got into the Philly locker room after the game yesterday with reporters. This fan approached A.J. Brown in the locker room who did not recognize him and alerted the team and said, who the hell is this guy? Get him out of here. Right. A.J. Brown later said, I feared for my life. Now, he was joking around, but still. Yeah, you don't know what's this, happening this, when someone comes in. That's bad. I don't, I don't know how that happens. I don't know how you get a fan that somehow walks into the locker room. If it's Look, the individual stadiums handle security. If I am the NFL, I am calling up SoFi Stadium security and say, hey, who's ahead of security here? You're fired. Right. There's yeah. no way we can allow this to happen. Well, and I will say this for the uh, for the stadium security. There have been in in all my years going to sporting events. I've seen some really good people who run that stuff, who are in charge of that. Sometimes it's run by the team. Sometimes it's run by a third party. I think most of these places now hire it out to somebody. But I have seen plenty of times where security and fans have had bad interactions because security did not know what they were doing. And they were like overly policing people that were just going about their business and just minding their own minding themselves. I can see a scenario where if people like that get hired occasionally and they mess up, there are probably other people who get hired in other situations who also are just like not paying attention or they just wave someone through because they look like they're with a group of people and they don't really check everyone's ID. I'm sure that stuff does happen more than we know. They just usually someone with a brain wakes up and goes, Hey, wait a second. Where's your pass? You're not supposed to be back here. I'm shocked that that would happen at the NFL level, but I'm not shocked that stadium security has issues. All right, tonight is a big night. Uh, you and I have a deal with all the listeners, and I want to remind people of that deal. Yep. Coming up next, Colin Mann and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza, home of the Grandview Browns backers. We currently have an accident reported East Broad Street at Taylor Station Road. That is starting to slow things down a little bit through that area. Be careful there. Construction work 670 eastbound after I-71 left lane closed until further notice. That's currently about an eight-minute delay. This report is sponsored by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is here for the ride with the parts you need for the prices you want. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Adam Zellick for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Extra large. Extra stupid. This is Man and Bone. Happy Monday. It is Yikes Monday. Yikes is coming up at 534. We had a deal. Yep. And that deal stands. Sure does. You know, Bone and I, we provide you with uh, hours and hours of quality entertainment. We provide you with entertainment. Minutes and minutes. We're every year. We're here. Yep. All right. right. I don't know if it's quality. I don't know if it's entertainment, but we're here. There you go. The Powerball. Nobody won it. Drawings tonight. Jackpot's over $1.5 billion. All right, we have said that if one of us wins that, anyone who follows the Man and Bone account on X mm-hmm. will get $10,000. As of now. Don't don't go out tonight. No, as of now. If you yeah. find out I won, don't go out there and think your follow after gonna, I win. We're going to share it with you. And I think it's only reasonable. If I, if, and if I win, you know, Bone gets $10 million, Teddy gets $10 million. Mm-hmm. 
and then we probably take a little bit of time off and then go out and have the real pirate ship. Oh, yeah. Not we'll, the we'll Pat McAfee own. sold out for ESPN pirate no, ship. No, no. We'll do our own thing. Yeah. But uh, if yeah. one of you wins who listens to the show out there, I think it's only fair to give each of us $10 million. Now, you didn't include... Well, right. So you're going to keep, what, $100 million? Is that it? If I win it? Yeah. It's 1.5 bill. What's the payout on that after taxes? What do we I think? I don't like know. $700 million? $800 let's million? Say, dollars? Let's say conservatively, it's let's say it's $500 million. Just Let's say a billion of it goes away. You only get the point okay, five. Okay, I, I only get the point five. I get $500 million. I'm keeping $100 million. The rest of it I'm giving away. Okay. All so right. when you take out my 10 and Ted's 10, that's $380 million, I believe. Yeah, and I'll give some to my parents and oh, who needs that stuff like that. But Screw them. They're going to die soon. Oh. oh, So it's all just coming back to me anyway. Wow. What are they going to do with it? So you, so you think. Well, so I know. Till I weasel in there and be like, hey, you know what? I've always thought you guys were great. Maybe put me in the will. We have a little bit of that scratch. Bones somehow married to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah. Anyway, I'm keeping $100 million for myself. Everything else is up for grabs. Okay. I haven't told my wife this, and quite frankly, she can shut up. Mm. Well, she, you know, here's the thing. I haven't told my wife about it either. Well, she can so. shut up, too. Well, that's what I'm saying. I got to figure that out. But, Teddy, how many followers do we have on the account? Do you know off the top of your head? It's like 20, it's like 30,000? 20, 20-something 20 thousand. Yeah. All right. Let's Thanks, just say, let's say it's 30, let's say it's 30,000. Okay. I'm just doing the math here on 380 million divided by 30,000. Hey, that works out to a cool 12 plus, 12 and a half grand. For every single person, right. I, I said ten thousand dollars a person. It's probably a little more than that, as we are right now. Whatever. Now so. that's based on us getting five hundred mil after taxes. Yeah. If it's so more than that, it could be more than that. If one of you lucky listeners wins, then you drop some money on us. We'll, yeah. you know, we're eternally grateful. This and, is the deal we're all making, and we will go off and we'll do the the special pirate ship show for you. Mm-hmm. In your house, if you want to. No, no. I mean, I don't think I want to impose. But they'll have a giant house. You're right. Never mind. They can build a wing for us where we show up and have our own private garage where we park our cars. We go in. Mm -hmm. They're sitting there. Our audience of one. Yes. So we can do the show for you. We'll come to the house every day if that's what you want. Do the show for you. Mm -hmm. And once a week, if you want, I'm volunteering Ted to pleasure you sexually. (laughs) Why are you volunteering? Man or Ted? woman. I'm just why are you volunteering Ted? I'm just saying, well, Ted's getting vo- his money why don't you too. Volunteer yourself for that job. Let's not get crazy. No, I see. Ted is the producer. He wow. knows how to hit those buttons. Okay. And he's the host of Pervert Ted. Mm-hmm. And that will be a real show. That will be a oh, show. Are you kidding? Oh my gosh. Do we have millions of dollars? Oh, forget about it. It's By happening. Way, I just saw this too. The Blue Jackets Foundation is is auctioning off several experiences and items. All for charity. Good okay. cause. Uh, they're offering up a pickleball match with Yarmo. Mm. You can bid on that. The current bid is $800. It says you and two friends will get a chance to join CBJ General Manager Yarmo Kekalainen for a game of pickleball. The game will take place in Delaware, Ohio on a mutually agreed upon date. So there you go. You uh, want to play with Yarmo? I think I may bid. Let me ask you what would get more money, that or a guaranteed two tickets to a playoff game? I didn't say Blue Jackets, just guaranteed two tickets to a playoff game. By the way, there's no bids on this yet. What? Shocking. No bids on this. That's shocking. They are offering up a memorial tournament experience, too, that's up to 
over two thousand dollars. That's had twenty three bids. Oh yeah, Yarmo pickleball has no bids. <laughs> a solo stove that you can put on your back porch has lowest? eleven bids. I mean, again, I hope that they raise a bunch of money for this. I really do because it's a good cause, and you should you should go out and just donate anyway to the Blue Jackets Foundation. That's a nice thing. Maybe I should maybe I should open up the bidding on the Yarmo pickleball. I think you eight hundred bucks, baby. Wouldn't that be That's an a o- starting bid? Nah, maybe not. I don't think I'm. I didn't hit the lottery yet. I'm just saying that would be an awkward ass conversation right there. Me and Yarmo playing pickleball. I'll be like, hey, this date is going to be after your contract runs out. We're going to see what happens with that. <laughs> it's mutually agreed upon. Well, that's well, that's fine. I'm just saying I would agree. I'm sorry. I'm booked up until when's the end of the season. Great. I want to see how the uh, contract plays out for you before we play some pickleball. Kristen yelled at me the other day, too. Why? Because I bought some. I mean, why? I know why. Yeah, I, know, idiot, well, but, yeah. I bought some 50-50 tickets. Oh. Blue Jackets were doing 50-50 raffle for the entire preseason. Then they announced the winner on opening night. You know? Yeah, I know. Half yeah. goes to charity, half goes to the winner. Fine. Love a 50-50. You can't get that. Why? Because you know them. I, I know you them. You know them. My station runs games. I can't sign up for the 50-50? I yeah. can't put money in for the 50-50? What does that have to do with it? How's that going to look if you win? Great. <laughs> what are you talking about? Am I yeah. not eligible for the 50-50 raffle? Yeah, you know, of all the of all the hosts here, the ones that they really want to take care of are the guys who are always nice on the air to the Blue Jackets, like you. So that's right. They're not they taking were, care of me. I, I, I bought my tickets like everybody I'm else. Joking. That's my point. Like if any, if you won, they'd be like, "Well, we know it's not rigged." Because if it was, they'd never let you win. First of all, I'm not going to win. Second of all, if I do win, now she's made me feel bad for winning. You shouldn't feel bad at all. You should feel great. I got to look at this Yarmo pickleball thing. Bid on it. We'll see what I can do. Could the Guardians steal someone else's manager or general manager? Is Yarmo going to coach the Guardians? Oh, hey. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns backers. We currently have an accident East Broad Street at Taylor Station Road. Slowing down traffic just a little bit through that area. Still looking out for construction work. 670 eastbound after I-71. The left lane closed down there until further notice. About a 10-minute delay there. This report is sponsored by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is here for the ride with the parts you need for the prices you want. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to figure ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Adam Zellick for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Dumb. Very dumb. This is Man and Bone. Sports gambling legal in the state of Ohio, the place where Bone and I do all our banging, is Hollywood Casino Columbus and their 12,000 square foot sports book. Two walls of TVs, food and drink and booby tassels. It's all there. Most of that. Not, I don't think there's booby tassels. Well, it's me. It's me in oh, booby tassels. You've got the booby tassels. Yes, I have them. Okay. I'm lactating. I wear mine under my shirt. It's just for me. I just like to know that no, they're there. It's boring. Okay. Uh, must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, Mike, we have yikes coming up at 534. I have a question for you that my wife asked me the other day, and I apparently I am in the minority according to TikTok and social media on this. Maybe okay. you are likely, maybe you are in that minority too. Uh, she said, she'd seen a video that said, ask your man, this is directed towards the ladies or people who have a man, Ask your man about how much he thinks about the Roman Empire. You know, Kristen asked me this. Okay. So she must have seen this too. Yes. 
So Melissa asks me, and I'm like, I don't know. I said, rare, I, said like, if ever. I said like once a month. Oh, really? I, said. Yeah. I don't even think about it that no, much. No, once a month. Yeah, but like, I mean, if I've ever thought about it, it's usually like I grew up in the church where a lot of the stuff we learned about with Jesus was the Roman Empire, like the Roman soldiers were part of that, right? Right. right. But outside of that? Well, and I watch a lot of these history shows. That sometimes focus on the Roman Empire. Okay, well, so if you're watching a history like show, I can see that. sitting around daydreaming about the Roman Empire? No, not Well, often. yeah, because this TikTok trend happened, like, last month. It kind of got big. And apparently it all stems from, there was a, I think there was a blogger in Sweden who, like, six months ago wrote a post that said, men think about the Roman Empire way more than you realize. Ask your partner about this. She wrote this article, and a bunch of women responded and said, oh, my gosh, I had no idea how much they're thinking about the Roman Empire. So she asked me this, and I said, I mean, not any more than I think about, like, I don't know, the the Great Wall of China. Like, yeah. I'm aware it exists. Yeah. Occasionally, I go, wow, there was a Great Wall of China. That's incredible. And then that's about, like, all the thought I give to it until two or three months later when it pops up again in my, somewhere in my brain. Teddy, are you thinking about the Roman Empire at all throughout your day? Not really. I mean, it'll yeah. pop up maybe every once in a while, but not very often. Okay. No. So that's just, uh, maybe it's something culturally or something that changed or, after when we were, like, we're all too old for this. Maybe I don't this know. is all just crap. That could be. You're right. And dudes don't really think about the Roman Empire. No. I mean, if the question was, how often do you think about, like, Malika Andrews from ESPN? <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah, your answer's higher on that. Who's the other one that I that I like, Teddy? What's the, the, gam- <laughs> the gambling ask- one? Aaron Dolan. Oh, Aaron Dolan. Aaron Dolan. Aaron Dolan. I got to look her up. She I'm is not. the gambling expert on ESPN. She could tell me to put money on Purdue this weekend. I'd, I'd just this listen Aaron, to whatever the hell Aaron she said. Aaron slash Kate Dolan. Is that right? Aaron Kate Dolan. Aaron that's Kate? Her, that's what her Instagram says. Yeah, betting analyst on ESPN. She's oh. got 150,000 followers. Let right. her live. I'm telling you, Aaron Dolan. You know, she's doing great. She's got a purple shirt on today. Excellent. Oh. Yeah, there's, a, there's actually a picture on here of wearing like a purple satin dress. She's doing a good job. Good for Aaron. her. Why, why is it Kate? Is her, it says Aaron. It's probably her middle, middle name. name. Yeah, Aaron Kate Dolan is what it says here. Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of things I think about. Like, 100%. I think about airplanes and trains and large ships. Ships? Like, large vessels that move you lots know, of I, things. I think about that, I too. That I, I have way no more idea. than I've ever thought about. Like, cargo ships. Yes. I don't know. How, I know that. It's a very simple answer, I'm sure, for someone who's smart. I don't know how they float. Exactly right. All right. I am I'm saying I think about that a hundred times to when I think about the Roman Empire. Absolutely. I will think about the Roman Empire once and then I will go, There's like a billion planes over our head right now and none of them have crashed and we're all just cool with this. And like at any moment, one like a bolt gets loose on one of these planes, disaster. And it never it rarely if ever happens. Comparatively to how many of them are up there. Rarely, if ever, happens. Mm -hmm. And we don't even... That just blows my mind. I'll see a plane streaking by at 40,000 feet. Just a little... Just a little line in the sky. And I'm like, oh my God, that's a bunch of people with hopes and dreams that are going on vacation or hate their job and they're at another work conference that they hate. What kind of crappy food are they serving up there that these people probably overpaid for to eat in that stupid jet? Like, that, that will possess me for 20 minutes after I see that. Roman Empire, I only think about it if I'm watching a show about the Roman Empire or if I see like a like the right color of shop broom. Because then I will think about their helmets. You, you know, know what else about I think it? about a lot? What's that? How Conor Bedard is seven. Oh <laughs> he's seven years old. I'm look, 
I know he's a young guy. It's not unprecedented for young guys like this to just pop right in, make an impact, make a team. He will, of course. Well, he's going to make the team. Well, yeah, yes, I, I know that. What I'm saying is, it's not like Joe Joe Nuxall is here at age 15, right? All right this this is not unprecedented in the game of hockey. However, he was on McAfee today. Did you watch any of this? No, I did not see it. So anyway, it's McAfee. It's AJ Hawk just sitting there looking like AJ Hawk sure. always does. <laughs> And then it's, you know, the middle screen has Connor Bedard. And he is on a phone in a car with a seatbelt on. Okay. Okay, just the way he looks. Just Google this. It's on the main page, VSPN.com. It looks like he's in a child's seat, okay? (laughs) He looks like he has no pit hair at all. And he just, I know he's young and he looks every bit of young. Okay, when the joke was Greg Oden comes in here, 17 years old, looks like he's 60. All right. Sure. Connor Bedard is 17 years old, looks like he's five. Yeah, his mom had to bring a birth certificate, too, but it was to show like he is actually old enough to be. He's not too young for this league. He is allowed no, to like, play in this, this league. dude. I don't know how he gets in R-rated movies. No kidding. They probably have to turn him away. Man, I'll tell you what. Have you seen the picture? Have you seen it? Uh, yeah, I just went and looked at it. He, Yes, he looks like... I mean, He's strapped into the car. He looks like he's 13. Hi. I don't know if he's 7, but he definitely looks like he's 13 or I 14. I like hockey. Yeah. Honestly, I, it's it's jarring that that's the number one pick in the draft. But I know, he's, he's brilliant, and everybody says he's great. Also, I'm going to tell you right now, if I can find the odds to bet on him, under. On goals scored this year. I'm betting the under. It's probably so highly overrated on this dude. Not Not that he's overrated... But the amount of people who are betting the over on oh, him to just so, come in and just destroy I'm it. I'm just watching this again. It's so distracting because the car is moving, too. He's in the passenger seat. The car is moving. He's got the sunroof open. You can just see, you know, well, the street lights passing by. Yeah, right. That's that's a it's a horrible angle. All this is bad. This is all not a good interview. Right. Not that the interview is bad. It's the the look of the interview is not great. Uh, could the Guardian steal someone else's manager? I saw that Peter Gammons was speculating that perhaps the Guardians would go after Tampa manager Kevin Cash. Okay. Or, as Terry Francona referred to him, Cashy. Because <laughs> you had such a easy name, one syllable, right, cash. cash. Let's add another syllable to it with Cashy. Peter Gammons speculating that Cashy liked it so much in Cleveland when he was there before, perhaps he leaves the Rays... To go manage the Guardians. Yeah, that's right. Well, that'd be that'd be a nice thing. I'd love to see that for the Guards fans. I don't think that'd be a bad idea. Clearly not. I mean, look, no one's going to replace Terry Francona in your hearts in the way that, you know, a lot of Guardians fans feel about him. But certainly getting someone who managed the team to the playoffs, technically, I mean, I don't think that would be a bad thing. So the Guardians can make that happen. I would assume that means they've spent some money. And that'd be good. That you need to see that type of investment from leadership, from ownership, rather. Look how far we've come in the gambling world. What's that? Where it was just, you know, oh, don't even talk about it. We used to get yelled at. We used to get yelled at, and we talked about what's the spread for the Ohio State game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the program director would come down and say, "Don't talk about point spreads with Ohio State." Yeah, they, I don't know. They they frowned upon that. They frowned upon that. You know, Tony Romo wanted to have a fantasy football convention in a building that housed a casino not even in the casino no and that was shut down like all of this when back in the day when it was about vegas fights and boxing and all that stuff the only guy you could get on was Burt sugar (laughs) with his wooden teeth 
Burt Sugar. But I'm just saying, if you think about like gambling guy, a picture of Burt Sugar pops in your head. Okay. Oh my God! If we build the casino, what what type of horrible Al Capone type characters will be down oh, there? Yeah, that's right. And now, I'm looking at Aaron Dolan on my TV. Your gal. She is a betting analyst on ESPN. Mm-hmm. And I got. She is the opposite of Burt Sugar <laughs> in every, in every single way. Uh, you know what, though? That's a good way to but describe I'm just saying, we've, we've gotten really here any hot person. In such a short amount of time. Did we? Yeah, we did. How really? long has Burt Sugar been off the air? I mean, when was the last? I, mean, I don't this know. This is all transformed in a 10-year period. I don't recall. I don't recall Burt Sugar. Was he recent? You recall. No. If you saw a picture of Burt Sugar, remember Teddy, he would just randomly call up the hotline sometimes on big fight weekends yes. and say, does anybody need me to come on? Oh, yeah. the guy in the he, hat. Yeah. 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 He was hilarious. He was real funny and witty and he would yeah just be calling on the hotline. It's like, oh, I just Burt Sugar how long ago? Up. How long ago would you say he called into the hotline? 20 was, years ago. Okay. I was going to say because it was in the last 10 years, he's been dead. Died in 2012. Right, you, you know my point. You know what I'm trying to make <laughs> here. All over ESPN, they got gambling lines, shows devoted to gambling. Aaron Dolan's there telling you about the hot action. Yeah. Oh, yeah, hot that's action. <laughs> that's yes. you. You said it, and then you said, and then you said, yeah. Yes. Right. Good for you, though. I'll tell you what. I'm glad, I'm glad that we're getting everybody involved in sports gambling, and we got some people on there talking about it. It's all, it's all we ever talk I about now too, man. I just picture some big burly guy with a cigar saying, hey, how you doing? Put a saw mock on Captain Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Nemo. It's my favorite. Captain Nemo. Yes. I'll tell you though, I am I am excited. I am gonna try to I'm gonna I'm gonna short everything Connor Bedard this year. That's where I'm at. I'm hey. on it. I'm hating on him. That's what I'm doing. Uh, he's probably gonna be fantastic. Probably, but I'm like gonna I'm gonna hate on him old. just in case. I'm gonna doubt him. And yes, I've changed his age. I said he looks like he's five, looks like he's seven. How old is he in, like, in your mind, actually? Give me the real age once and for all. I right want to. I want to set him up with my daughter, who's six and a half. No, you don't. No. Hey, Steve Mason. Called. I play. I play hockey. Steve Mason thinks that guy's a child. That's how young. Are you he is. kidding? Connor Bedard makes Steve Mason look like a teamster. <laughs> <laughs> like he's over to fix your plumbing. Right. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's good. Give me a cigarette. <laughs> Uh, Buckeyes are in the middle of the pack. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns backers. We're still keeping an eye on an accident. East Broad Street at Taylor Station Road. That is slowing things down just a little bit through that area right now. We also have construction work. Left lane closed to 670 eastbound after I-71. Stop and go traffic there. That's about a 10-minute delay. This is sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. Invisible Fence brand is more than a fence. They offer what no other pet containment company can. Patented technology combined with hands-on training to ensure protection for your pet while allowing them to enjoy more of their yard. Visit InvisibleFence.com today to learn more about what sets them apart. I'm Adam Zellick for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Back when I was banging, this show slapped. Whatever the hell that means. You're listening to Common Man and Tebow. I always like to uh, catch up on what former Buckeyes are doing. Okay. Did you know that Dante Whitner is working for NBC Sports Bay Area? Um, I guess I didn't realize well, I that. I didn't realize that either, but uh, Dante Hitner. I know they were on the field doing a postgame show last night talking about the 49ers and the Cowboys. Yeah. And the host of the 
show said, Dante, what's your overall first take about this 42 to 10 butt whooping by the 49ers? Mm-hmm. Dante Whitner responds, Dak Prescott sucks, period. <laughs> All, right. All right. I don't Hey, last don't, night he did. He was bad, man. Yeah, I forgot. He played for the Niners for a little bit, so that makes sense. Well, it's good that he's doing something. Yeah, good for him. Good Buckeye, great player. Dante Whitner, come back, play a little bit. What did you say? Come back and play a little bit. What do you, oh, come back here? Yeah, come back here. He doesn't have to. We're good now. All the yeah. defense is good. Defense is... I know, I but mean, I... I tell you what. I take him hitting some people out you, there. You know who had a little hit stick going? We talked about it earlier. Denzel Burke. To the point, how about this for like a weird juxtaposition? Okay? You remember the famous Gus Johnson with Denzel Ward, right? Where he said, you got barbecue back there and you didn't tell me? Hurt my feelings. Remember that call? Legendary call. That apparently happened on the same date, October 7th, 2017, against Maryland. As Denzel Burke's hit against Maryland on October 7th, 2023 happened where Gus is calling the game again and a guy named Denzel lays the wood to a Maryland player and then Joel Clad is egging him on going, come on, man, you got to do it. And he did it. What a bunch of symmetry that was. Just kind of random. Probably no one cares other than me, but I found that to be interesting. I thought Gus was off his game on Saturday. Oh, yeah, that's, he, he that's sounded, a different story. He sounded very confused, almost like he was calling this game off of a monitor. Several plays fooled him. He couldn't follow the ball. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't sound like himself. Actually, I, I was talking to Kristen because she walked in the room. Can I watch the score? Score is what it is. Leave, please. <laughs> you know I like to watch these games by myself. Right. But then she started sitting there with me. What's wrong with him? I don't know what's wrong with him. He didn't sound like himself. See, that's interesting. I didn't catch that as much, but also I was just furiously texting and like messaging with all my friends, like what is going on and just so frustrated. I guess I wasn't paying as much attention to that, but I did catch. Yeah, the, I wasn't as worried about it. I did catch the, yes, the, the, you hurt my feelings thing with the barbecue reference. That was nice. I liked it. My right, big 10 media poll basketball season is fast approaching and we have a big 10 media poll. Uh, They predict that Purdue will finish first in the Big Ten. Michigan State 2, Maryland 3, Illinois 4, Wisconsin 5, Indiana 6, Ohio State 7, so middle of the pack. Northwestern 8, Iowa 9, Rutgers 10, Michigan 11, Nebraska 12, Penn State 13, Minnesota 14. Uh, No shocker here, preseason Big Ten player of the year. Zach Eady, he decided to come back at Purdue, where Purdue just goes into the woods and they find guys, shave them down, teach them to speak, mm. and then play basketball. I big play basketball. Well, he does. He does look a little bit like you know Sasquatch, the, the missing but, link. Yeah, like a big dude. But uh, they always find these guys. Yeah, but they've had they've had this guy because he obviously was there last year, and we know how that went, didn't it? That little that little run came to an end. Mm-hmm. 16 versus 1 here in Columbus. Yeah. It was a good time. <laughs> Never forget, Zach Eady. You sucked when you came here. You're going to suck again. Terrible. I don't know if any of that's true. I, I do know, know that they lost Terrible. here, but suck. Yeah. I'm ready. 
I'm ready for basketball. Dude, I'll tell you, I'm ready for Ben's basketball. I'm ready for the women's team. They're sure. getting cranked up, I'm too. I'm ready for all of it. They're top four. They're getting, they? they're getting a lot of preseason hype. They have a ton of transfers. Remember, they got the the Duke player that transferred in who was the like defender of the year in the ACC. Now she's on this team, nice. which already had one of the top defenses in college basketball. Let's go. How about women's hockey? How's that look? Women's like? hockey off to a good start. Coach Muzz has him buzzing over there. That's right. Let's go. Coach Muzz is uh, T-Bone's neighbor. That's right. Me and Nadine. I, I mean, I don't call Nadine. her Coach Muzz when I see her. I call her Nadine. But yeah, she's it's great. Nadine, not Nadine. Well, I don't call her Nadine. I know, but I. Whenever somebody says Nadine, I was Nadine. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that's such a backwoods hillbilly name. Nadine. Well, she's from Quebec, so I don't. I no, don't think she's that's Nadine. how they pronounce it up there. No, it's different there. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, she's great. Kristen and, has a friend. Nadine. Yeah. And she yells at me because every single time she says her name, that's what I have to do. I I do feel like, I do feel like, and again, if this is your name, apologies. I do feel like Jolene is another name like that. Yes, that's right. And Jolene's a great, by the way, fantastic song. Good Dolly Parton song. Love that song. But every time I hear the name Jolene, I don't like anticipate that I'm going to hear like, so anyways, growing up in the Bronx, my name's Jolene. Like, I don't think that. I usually think I'm going to hear, I grew up somewhere south I know how to make like a biscuit recipe that's been in my family for 200 years or something. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I tend to think if your name's Jolie. All right, baseball, Phillies and Braves. Game two is tonight. Phillies won game one. Diamondbacks and Dodgers later tonight. Arizona won the first game. Things are working out well for the road teams so far. We have Monday night football. Packers at the Raiders. Garoppolo was concussed last week. He will play tonight. Uh, we'll have that game for you here on the fan starting at 8. Crew tied Atlanta on Saturday. Man, oh. I'll tell you something, Bone. This team may win the cup. I have no idea. I hope they do. All right. They may have a great postseason run, but last week the Cincinnati fans were celebrating. We got the supporter shield. We're the number one team, all this. The number of points the crew have left on the field this year, they should be the supporter shield winner. Well, they'd be in the mix for it if uh if they had actually closed out a bunch of these games. That now game they, was won on they Saturday They haven't night. had as many of those as they had last year, but to your point... Saturday was one of them. That one was so frustrating. And you know why it was frustrating? Because crew fans for the last year plus have said, why is Kevin Molino on this team? A guy they brought in from Minnesota. He was good when he was there. He's been nothing but a failure ever since he's been here. Due to, and partially not his fault. He's had injuries and all that, but on the field, he's just not really brought a lot to the table. To the point that they're using him mostly as a time-killing substitution in this game against Atlanta. Crew are in the you know ninety-fifth minute of you know it's five minutes of stoppage time. Plus, they bring him in, take Diego Rossi off the field. I guess because you don't want him to get hurt in the last minute. And then he goes out and commits an egregious foul right outside the box for Atlanta that gives them a free kick in a dangerous area. They brought everybody up, and then the crew defense just I don't know decided to not guard the back half of the net and three guys are running onto the ball with no defenders around them. They almost like manned themselves out of the game by like bodying each other, but they're all on Atlanta. They were wide open and then one of them scores and chaos ensues and they tie it up at the death and it just sucked. Ridiculous. They brought their goalie up. Brad Gazan, who's a million years old, hobbling on his bad legs. He's just out there. They brought him up to try to score because it was the end of the game. This was it. And all you had to do was stop that. Instead, Kevin Molino, awful foul. Terrible defending. Garbage. Oh, just Garbage. So frustrating all around. 
All right, yikes time. That is next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns Backers. We currently have a couple of closures in the area. Fifth Avenue between Lakeshore Drive and Arlington Avenue. Closed down completely due to an accident there. Avoid that area. Also, Dublin Road between Cardigan Avenue and Waltham Road. Closed down due to an accident there as well. This report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lesson. Ohio Laborers would like to congratulate member of the week, William E. Thompson, Laborers Local 809 Steubenfield. Williams is a proud journeyman with 11 years of membership. Build Ohio right. Build it union. I'm Adam Zellick for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Best known for their contributions to the fast food breakfast world. This is Man and Bone. I want to tell you about my friends at Bath R Us. You know, we've all heard stories of remodels that took way too long. Bath R Us understands the importance of sticking to schedules and deadlines. These guys pride themselves on working hard to stick to the schedule to complete your remodel on time. Don't wait. Upgrade to the bath of your dreams with no regrets. Call them today, 855-592-BATH, 855-592-2284, or batharus.com. Schedule your free in-home estimate to get $1,500 off and low-to-no monthly payments. Plus, every Bath R Us remodel comes with a 30-year transferable warranty. What are we going to be doing in 30 years? Dead? Uh, Maybe? <laughs> Maybe. AI running the world? Probably. Taking over our lives? Yeah. Well, your bathroom is still covered. Bath R Us. Call them today. Uh, Yikes time. Hey, Pat Mahomes is good. How good? Well, he's beaten all 31 other NFL teams. Obviously, he can't beat the Chiefs because that's who he plays for. I don't know why I ran out of breath like that. It's okay. This has actually happened quite a bit in NFL history, but what makes Mahomes unique is the fact that he's only 28. Every other quarterback to achieve this feat, they've all been in their 30s. If Mahomes never leaves the Chiefs, he won't have the opportunity to beat all 32 teams. There are only four quarterbacks in history to accomplish this feat. Bone, can you name them? Uh, I'm going to guess Tom Brady. Tom Brady. I'm going to guess... Uh, Brett Favre is one Brett of them. Brett Favre, yes, that's good. I'm going to guess Peyton Manning. That's correct. One more. I'm going to, I mean, like Aaron Rodgers, has he done it? Oh, no. Drew Brees? Drew Brees! Yeah! Yeah! yeah. Hey. Yikes! Whoa! Good job, Bo. Those are all guys that played when I was alive, so that means I might know that answer. Well, I mean, you have to. Yeah. Because the only time that we've had all 32 teams. Well, fair enough, right. Fairly recently. Makes sense. All right, go ahead. Uh, my first yikes goes to Lions corner Emmanuel Mosley. And this sucks for him. Tore his ACL in his left leg in week five last season. If you're someone with a brain, you can probably see where this is going. Took him all year to get back. He fights back to get on the field. This season, he goes out in week five, makes his triumphant return to the field, and promptly tore the leg, the ACL in his right leg. Versus the Panthers yesterday. That's sad. I feel for you, man. And yikes. The Dolphins' speed was on full display against the Giants on Sunday. According to Next Gen Stats, running back Devon A. Chan hit 21.76 miles per hour on his 74-yard touchdown run. Yikes. Tyreek Hill, he hit 22 miles per hour on his 64-yard gain, which is the fastest time recorded this year. Yikes. The Dolphins now have the top five fastest times recorded this year, with running back Raheem Mostert joining A. Chan and Hill. Yikes. 
Uh, Patriots are god awful. They lost to the Saints thirty-four to nothing yesterday. That means that over the past two weeks, they've been outscored seventy-two to three. Yikes! They were one for fourteen on first down yesterday. Yikes! They tallied one hundred and fifty-six total yards. Yikes! They have not scored an offensive touchdown in the past ten quarters of football. Yikes! Bill Belichick says they're going to start over. I didn't know that he had the ability to build human bodies from scratch at the Patriots practice facility, but either that's got to happen or magic needs to be real because that's the only way this team gets better. Yikes. My yikes goes also to the Patriots offense, Mike's who uh, Mike, you too, uh, who currently rank 26th in total yards per game in the NFL. That's 287.4 yards per game. Yikes. Rushing yards per game, they're also 26th with 83.8 yards per game, but yikes. Uh, points per game, they are dead bleeping last. 11 points per game. Yikes. To put that in perspective, they played five games. Quick math will tell you that's 55 total points they've scored. The Dolphins put up a 70-burger on the Broncos for the Patriots to do that. They'd have to score two touchdowns next week and then also get something else like a two-point conversion because they aren't hitting that number anytime soon. They're awful. Yikes. When uh, Bill Belichick fixes it all, Brian Ferentz will be the new offensive coordinator. Sounds great. Teddy? All right. That joke fell flat. (laughs) I liked it. Uh, I wonder if the Broncos are having any regrets about acquiring Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. The team's terrible. Wilson hasn't played well. And here's what they gave up for this mess. Three first-round picks. Yikes. Three second-round picks. Yikes. $165 million guaranteed to Wilson. Yikes. And a $100 million contract for Sean Payton. Yikes. They're paying $100 million? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, College football coaches have never made more money. They've never been more high-profile. And when they screw something up, you're damn right people are going to have a field day with it. Miami Hurricanes had Georgia Tech beat on Saturday. All they had to do was take a knee, run out the clock, and they stay undefeated. Instead, they ran the ball, fumbled. Georgia Tech went 74 yards in 24 seconds and scored the game-winning touchdown with one second left on the clock. Yikes! Miami outgained Georgia Tech 454 to 250. They had 23 first downs. Georgia Tech had 12, and yet none of that mattered. Mario Cristobal said after the game that he should have stepped in and called a kneel down. Yes, you should have, dummy. That's a big old yikes. Um, apparently, Columbus police officers made an arrest over the weekend of Rigoberto Canaca Escoto of okay. Lawrenceville, Georgia. Saturday, the 28-year-old might have made your weekend a little bit miserable for a couple minutes because he's the guy allegedly who was operating the drone that flew over Ohio Stadium and caused that delay. He is now facing the following charges, unsafe operation of an aircraft in a careless or reckless manner, two counts of aircraft operation without a license, inducing panic by committing an offense with reckless regard and disorderly conduct in a physically offensive condition. Yikes to all of that. I don't even know what that last one means, but the point is uh, apparently he had a court hearing this morning. They tracked this drone to the Lenox town center 1.6 miles from Ohio Stadium. Of course, we all know how far away that is. He claims he bought the drone, the drone, what? That's who? The drone at a Best Buy on Friday and then lost control of it as it flew over Ohio Stadium. 
If that's true, that's a yikes, because that's a whole bunch of criminal charges against you. But either way, not great. Don't do that. Yikes. Mike, you mentioned the dumb ending to the Miami-Georgia Tech game. Yikes. Well, one better had a 12-leg parlay on Saturday's college football games, which included the Miami game. Yikes. For this parlay, he bet $7,000. Yikes. The final leg of this bet was Miami to win on the money line. Yes. It was minus $1,450. Yikes. Should have been an easy win for a Miami, but they lost. And the payout for this bet, it would have been just over $45,000. Yikes. I, I just, I, I'm yeah. having PTSD for this person that I don't even know and will never meet. Oh, my. Ugh. Actually, I take that back. It was Scotty Vegas. We all know it was. But, wow, that's awful. That's you, know, you know who's sucks. not making that parlay? Who's that? Aaron Dolan. <laughs> she wouldn't have. She well, no, you know what? She recommends against it. <laughs> it would have been a smart bet if she had. Cause you no. Just, no, it would have been. That's a right bet. That's a good bet. You thought that was, that made all the sense in the world. And then. It and still should have happened. And then. And then Mario Cristobal was dumb. And you know what? He should pay that dude forty five grand. Mario Cristobal should he write that dude a check. It. He can. He should write a check and say, I'm sorry that happened to you. Here's forty five grand. I'm never doing this again, but that's my bad. Mm. God awful. And then <laughs> Why does that give me? I don't know. That's and from then? uh Dude Where's My Car, <laughs> right? Dude. Dude. Sweet. <laughs> and then Where's your car, dude? Dude, where's your car? Sweet. Nice. Uh, Back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns backers. We currently have a couple of closures in the area. Fifth Avenue between Lakeshore Drive and Arlington Avenue. Closed down completely due to an accident there. Avoid that area. Also Dublin Road between Cardigan Avenue and Waltham Road. Closed down due to an accident there as well. This report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lesson. Ohio Laborers would like to congratulate member of the week, William E. Thompson, Laborers Local 809 Steubenfield. Williams is a proud journeyman with 11 years of membership. Build Ohio right. Build it union. I'm Adam Zellick for 97.1. The fan trap. Buckeye Roundtable coming up at the top of the hour. Two big hours of Ohio State conversation. Skip Mossick, Paul Keels, Jim Lachey. Sometimes. Coach John Cooper. Don't know if he's in tonight. But Maybe. In spirit he is. Sure. Even if he's not here. Mm-hmm. And then tonight at 8, it is Monday Night Football Packers at the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, C.J. Stroud has broken the record for most pass attempts to start a career without throwing a pick. He is at 186 attempts and counting. Let him live. Texans lost to the Falcons yesterday. Yeah, but I will say, I mean, we talked about this a little bit earlier. He laid in that game, led them down the field. They got a drive to take the lead. And then their defense gave up the go-ahead field goal to the Falcons. So they lost that game. It's frustrating. But when he had the ball in his hands, he made the plays they had to to make that game go in their favor. And then his defense let him down. I'm telling you, I mean, I I was surprised by just how good it's gone for him to start the season. I'm not saying that I didn't think he could play or anything like that. I'm saying I, you know, it's it's a it's a rough deal. You're playing on you're going from playing on an elite college football team with all the weapons you want, everything in your favor, a lot of talent all around you, great coach, all that other stuff for the most part, right? And then you go to a situation that's been dysfunctional, bad. 
and everybody's trying to do something new there with a lot of bad talent. I didn't know if he would just be able to come in and set a record, right? How many, uh, trying to think what it is. How many guys have like, no one's gone as long as he has, but I want to say there's another stat that he has too, that he's like quickest to something or like him and four other guys are quickest to like some number. I mean, he's done it. He's done a really good job this year so far. So, let him live. He's Not doing... only do we have an actual stat, you're just making up stats too. No, there was. I didn't know if you would remember it. There was I don't another remember thing. it. Is that 187 I... attempts? That's what I know. I have to find it. I forgot. 186 attempts. Sorry, I'm distracted because ESPN has released their preseason NHL power rankings. Okay, I'm just scrolling down. Blue Jackets at 25 to start the season. All right, so there you go. Warranted, I guess, right? I mean, what else are you going to get out of this team right now? I don't think there's going to... There's nothing that anybody's going to give them credit on, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Not surprised uh, by it. Who do you think is dead last? I don't know. In the NHL, Ottawa? San Jose. Oh, San Jose, bad. San Jose, Anaheim, Blackhawks are 30th, Flyers 29, Montreal 28, Coyotes 27. I had to remind myself, Coyotes are still playing in front of 5,000 people. Oh, that's correct. Yes. They're Bad. there. Bad. Uh, what else? Blues 26th. All right, I'm ready. You're ready? I'm ready for hockey season. Well, me too, Teddy, man. you ready? We can't go down there this year, though, at the Plaza. They don't want us. Oh, I- I'm ready, and it starts tomorrow night, too, because I think Connor Bedard plays tomorrow night, even though he's oh. 7, 13. Right. 7 whatever. years old? Yeah. yeah. So Season starts tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, they have. Yeah, jackets don't start on opening night. Thursday, yeah. Or is it tomorrow or Wednesday, Ted? I was thinking Wednesday. Oh, is, it, is it Wednesday? I thought it was. I tomorrow. don't know. Maybe you're right. You're probably know. right. I thought it was Wednesday. I'm excited. No, it's tomorrow. <laughs> oh, it is. You got okay. three games tomorrow. You got Nashville at Tampa, Blackhawks at Pittsburgh, Seattle at Vegas. All games on ESPN. All staggered start times. And so, you know the jackets aren't on them because it's on ESPN. Yes. They're not going to show us on national TV all this year. The first game, Nashville at Tampa, starts at five thirty. Hmm. Which I, I like that. I yeah. like having the staggered. Let's start. get it going. I and like then you that. got a bunch of teams in action Wednesday, and then the rest open on Thursday. You mean the best jackets? <laughs> jackets for <laughs> sure. They're did saving you, the best for last. That's right. Did you see the Vegas uh, championship ring? I did. No. That's, tell them, Bone. Gaudy. Um, <laughs> yes. Well, it's gaudy, but it's also got an interesting thing where you can take the top of it off, and <laughs> no joke, in inside. The ring has a replica of the lower bowl of their stadium and then a sheet of ice, you know, pretend obviously, with yeah, thanks. Rep- with dots. It's <laughs> <laughs> not re- real ice well, in the ring. That's it's a not, shame. Yeah. But it's, it's got diamonds. Yeah. It's represented by all the dots from their, what, nine goals they had in the game where they clinched, where they won the Stanley Cup. It's got a dot on the ice representing each one of the goals where they were taken right. from. So, yeah. And that top that comes off becomes a pendant. Yes, it does. It has a little flip out so you can hook yeah. it onto a chain and wear that around your neck if you want to. Nice. Yeah. All right, back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Good news for users of the platform formerly known as Twitter. X just posted this three minutes ago. You can now limit replies to just verified users. The people who paid for the blue check mark on X. So if you're there saying, you know what? I only want to hear from people who were dumb enough to pay for X. Now you can. So congratulations to everybody who's doing that. I hope you all enjoy your time there on that very stupid platform that we all still go to because it's dumb.
Uh, speaking of stupid, Spotify is launching a new Supremium tier to their app. What the hell does that which mean? Which is going... I Here's what it offers. The Independent says the new tier will cost twice the current price. It will now be $20 a month, and it will offer lossless audio, which, if that's your thing, Apple Music already offers that for free. It's included in their fee for whatever that's worth to you. Also, it will include new statistics about listening. Oh, who cares? Like, oh, I listen to even more than I thought I... Or, or maybe you want to see what other people listen to. I don't care. The new audiobook feature, which will give you... 15 hours of audiobook for free hey, every at, month except you. except you're already paying you're paying for it it's not free you're just paying for it and it will also offer an AI playlist generation tool nice all right so they're rolling this out in the next couple of weeks so be looking for that i don't care all right buckeye roundtable's up next monday night football at 8 we are back tomorrow for a big tuesday show talk to you then common man and t-bone on the fan fan traffic sponsored by meister's bar and pizza home of the grand view browns we did have a closure at fifth avenue at us 33 there uh, that accident has been cleared from the intersection all lanes open again so uh, good news there 670 eastbound after i-71 construction work has the left lane closed down still about a six minute delay through that area this support sponsored by buffalo wild wings from 3 to 6 p.m monday through friday buffalo wild wings happy hour has beer cocktails and bar food for only three to six bucks the perfect way to offset a long day. Head to Buffalo Wild Wings for happy hour today. Valid at participating locations. While supplies last, dine in only drink responsibly. I'm Adam Zellick for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. This is a fan action update. Back to the NL Division Series today. Both of the initial series favorites, the Braves and Dodgers, are now down 1-0 in the series. Today, the Braves are minus 150 on the money line, and the Phillies are plus 130. The Phillies are now series favorites at minus 170. The Diamondbacks are now the series favorite over the Dodgers at minus 150. However, the Dodgers are a minus 165 favorite today in Game 2. For your action update, I'm Scotty Vegas. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus.